Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of DC Action Hour. Yeah! What's up, everybody? My name. Oh, there is. Well, Nancy did actually happen. We were joking about that before the show started. My name is Jeff from Super Geeked Up. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, this is DC Action Hour. I am joined, as always, by my co-host Mark Spile. Hello, everyone. Hi. Uh, our special guest co-host, you've seen him on the show before, is Jean-Paul Estes. Hello, sir. Howdy. Welcome back. Uh, and. Our special guest, we're very excited. Uh, she plays Lily Stein on Legends of Tomorrow. It's Christina Bricado. Hello. Hello. Thank Thanks. you for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, all right. So uh, we already have some people in the live chat. I see Carrie Johnson here. It says, good evening, folks. So much to talk about. That's true. Uh, we're going to talk to Christina first, but we are going to do a huge Crisis on Earth X discussion after that. So stick around for that, folks. Uh, Raisa in the chat says, yes, with Christina B here, it's very timely. That's true. She was just on the Crisis uh, episode. Yeah. yeah. And Stormy Woods in the chat says, I adored all the DC TV ladies kicking butt and stopping Nazis. <laughs> nice. Let's just make just says, hey. Okay. Well, thank, well, thank you everybody for watching. <laughs> a smiley face he puts in as well. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here. Keep chatting away there. If you have questions, comments for Christina, of course, you can put them in. Uh, before we... Oh, and then a name I'm going to have a very hard time pronouncing. Oh, boy. Prath, Prathmas. Prathmas just says, hey, hello. Hello, sir. Thank you for watching. Um, <laughs> okay. So before we get uh, to ask Christina more uh, questions, we'd like to start with our super tweet question. This is just a fun question we send out. We'd like to hear your guys' answers as well. Uh, now, this week, actually, and usually Marks and I come up with these goofy things, uh, but this week, actually, uh, I started with, a, I, if you don't know, folks, I, I tutor high school kids uh, in my day job. So one of my students is a big fan of superheroes, so we get to talking about that. Uh, we should be doing SAT stuff or ACT stuff. But um, <laughs> so, uh, he had this is a question he likes to ask his friends, and I was like, oh, wow, we've never done that on our show. And it's, I think it's actually good because we have a lot of superheroes on the Crisis crossover. So this is from Lucas Diaz. Uh, Lucas, if you're watching, thank you very much for the question. He says, if you could create a superhero and give him or her three powers from three pre-existing superheroes, which three would you use? Uh, and it could be any superhero from any property, Marvel, DC, whatever image. Okay. Uh, let me share Lucas's answer himself because uh, oh, he yeah. he said he would do the Hulk for st- obviously strength, Flash for you know super speed, and Iron Man for all the technology in the suit. Um, and he think he'd be unstoppable. And I think that's probably true that that it would be like any, a ridiculously amazing hero, the Hulk, uh, Flash, and Iron Man. All right. So we want to hear your guys' answers okay. in the chat. But yes, Christina, we were, we were she put a lot of actually thought into this. She was. <laughs> deciding which ones um christina who are your who are three did you decide on okay so aquaman yes. because i love animals and aquaman protects animals and marine life yeah uh i also chose vixen because she takes on the powers of the um of animals mm-hmm. and also wonder woman because she's a powerful woman who flies. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, she is. All right, yeah. those are awesome choices. Good animal theme, too. That's very nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, in the chat, uh, Carrie Johnson says, For the professor, Steins for life. All right, very good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so uh, Jean-Paul, who uh, who are your choices? Oh, even though it's a DC show, I mixed it up among the different companies a little bit. So cool. Brainiac Five, yeah, Brainiac Five for the superintelligence. Um, that that one was an easy one. The healing factor of Wolverine, because I want to you know not be hurt, but he can still be hurt and feels it. So I want to be nigh and vulnerable like the tick. So oh, the go. tick, nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's All my right. three. Let's get an eclectic selection. Marks? <laughs> um, I stuck mostly DC, and um, I think I like Marsha Manhunter. I always think he's kind of underrated. <clears throat> and you because you want the telepathy? Is that what you want? Or changing forms? Changing forms? Or sh- shape-shifting would be pretty, pretty awesome, yeah. Mm. You can do a lot with that, right? So, uh, and then Flash, because that's super speed. I can get anything done I need to get done really fast. <laughs> and... Uh, and then Batman, because his power is being rich, and that's always nice. <laughs> <laughs> which is, by the way, a great line from the Justice Nothing League movie, uh, which we'll talk. We're going to talk Justice League movie <laughs> later on because I finally got to see it. Uh, all right, great choices. Uh, Kerry Johnson, who's in the live chat, but he, on, earlier on Facebook he shared his answers. He said, Jean Grey's telekinesis, her mental power can exceed Professor Xavier's. Number two, Superman Prime's flight speed. He's able to travel light years in seconds and time travel. Ooh, all right, that's pretty cool. And then uh, from the X-Men, Rogue's power absorption. That way, if there is another power I still want, I can experience it for a period of time. That's very true. I almost chose Rogue, actually. Uh, there's that whole problem you can't get actually like get close to anybody like <laughs> romantically without like almost killing them. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So my choices are uh, actually with Christina. I'm going Wonder Woman because I think Wonder Woman is, is amazing. Yeah. She's pretty much like this, just about the strongest hero out there. Uh, and she just rocks. She's like the best. Um, you know, she's got the lasso. She's got the bracelet. She's got everything. Um, it's got an invisible jet, which we haven't seen yet in the movies. But I'm going with Spider Man. Spider Man was uh, growing up my favorite hero. Uh, I just really want Spidey sense. I want to know when like dangers lurking around me, so nobody can sneak up on me. And he's got obviously amazing agility. Maybe I could also, you know, do some of those funny quips that'll come with it too. And then uh, I'm going to go from the Flash TV series. Actually, I don't even know if this character is in the comics. John Paul, you might know. But I'm going to go Gypsy because she has oh, yeah. the power to travel between different, you know, parallel worlds, which I think would be amazing. Yeah. Is she from the comics? Justice. Yeah, Justice League Detroit, the um, team that people remember fondly now but made fun of at the time. I had no idea <laughs> this is Justice League uh, Detroit. <laughs> yes. Her powers are very different in the comics. Yeah, yeah. So it was a team just based in Detroit? It was Martian Manhunter, Cisco, uh, Vibe, Gypsy, Vixen, a um, couple more. I'm blanking on who else. Wow, but, all right. Uh, who knew? Detroit gets its own, its own lead. We knew. <laughs> uh, so Ray's in the chat says, I'll go with Christina's picks, plus the 80s character Jonathan Chase, Manimal, transforms into animals. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, about that. Forgot about that. That's a good, a good, another good animal theme there. All right, nice. Thank you. All right, uh, cool. All right, very good. Excellent choices, everybody. Good, thank you in the chat and on Facebook. Uh, all right, hey, let's talk to Christina more. Mark, you want to kick us off? <clears throat> sure. Hi. So, uh, obviously, you've been in a number of productions uh, before Legends, most yep. notably, you know, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. I think you were in an episode of something that's a fave of mine. I think think Jeff likes it too. I can't remember. I love uh, the show. Forever? I love it. Yeah, I love okay, it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, forever. Yes. That's great. Oh, yeah. 
Trevor was a great show. <laughs> you, you also produced a few short films a few years back, even writing I one did. called The Gift. I did, yeah. So, so I have two part questions. So, mm-hmm. how did you first get into acting, and is producing or writing something else you enjoy and would like to do in future? Okay, so yeah, um, I first got into acting when I was thirteen. I heard I was I was I'm from New York, so I was listening to Z100 in the car with my mom. I'm sorry, you might hear my child screaming in the background. <laughs> um, I was listening to Z100 and I heard an open call for Welcome to the Dollhouse. And um, I begged my mom and she took me into the city and I auditioned for that. And and I got the part. I got the part of Cookie and Welcome to the Dollhouse. Um, so that was like my entrance into it. Um, it took a while for me to really get into it. Like I, you know, finished middle school and high school after that and then got into it when I was about 20. But yeah, that was my entrance into acting. Um, part two of that question is um, producing and writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I love producing and writing. I've, I love working with my friends. I love writing and just making my own stuff because, you know, this business is hard and it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to produce your own stuff and not just rely on what comes your way, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Marks and I, we, we are independent filmmakers, too, so we hear you for sure. Oh, okay. So you understand. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so so last week, we had uh, Amy Gummedick on, who plays Cupid and Arrow, and she was talking about how she actually auditioned for those DC shows like a bunch before she actually landed a role on it. She So how did you wind up getting Lily Stein? Had you auditioned for any other roles like for those shows before that? Or No, I had never auditioned for any of the shows before, and... Uh, it was a self-tape because I'm in New York and I guess they're, I don't know, I don't even know if they're casting it here. I don't know if it's just self-tapes because it shoots in Vancouver or if they're, you know, just casting out of LA, but it was a self-tape. My friend came over at 9.30 in the morning one day because I had a bunch of auditions that day. So she came over early and we made a tape and I found out like a week or two later that, that I got the part. And then I found out that I was playing Victor Garber's daughter and it was just very exciting. Awesome. All right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so did, I think you already alluded a little bit to this before we uh, before we got on air, but did you know much about the superhero genre before playing this part? I, I know about the superhero genre. Not, not, I mean, not so much, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I kidding? I mean, I watch like the big blockbusters that come out, but like, no, I'm not like super well read on the superhero genre, <laughs> but I like it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, it's all over the place now. Obviously, it's like the biggest. Yeah, no, it's all biggest. over the place. It's it's a great to be part of. I mean, I, it's fun. So uh, you mentioned Victor Garber. Uh, yeah. I'm actually a big fan of his. Uh, like so many yeah. people are, and obviously, most of your scenes on the shore with him. Of course, yeah. On Legends, uh, so what? Can you talk a little bit about what it was like working with him? I mean, I was very excited to meet him, and he was the nicest guy I've ever worked with. He was he was just so lovely and so game to play, and he was just, he was just he was he was so much fun to work with. I loved working with him. Sweet. He's awesome. I mean, he's a legend. He, he he's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> he's a legend. They call him a hero. <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. I mean, he, he couldn't be nicer. Good. That's that is awesome. great to hear. Yeah. 
Did you get any like challenging techie talk while you were on the show doing your science talk? Yeah, because Lily is like uh, a super genius, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I feel like I had more techie talk in my audition, which the, those scenes weren't actually used on the show. Um, it was Lily stuff, but I guess they rewrote the scenes, so I had more stuff, uh, more techie stuff in the audition. But no, I don't think uh, I, I surprisingly didn't have a lot of techie stuff to memorize. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so I guess it wasn't like Star Trek then. <laughs> um, oh, Lister's mate in the chat says "legend" all in caps. Yes, that's right, sir. He is. He is a legend. He's a legend. Absolutely. He really is. Uh, okay, so obviously this past week uh, was the big Crisis on Earth X storyline. All the shows did their four-part yeah. crossover, uh, and you got to be in that. So uh, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about what it was like being on there? Um, obviously, I mean, I guess I'm trying to think what, which other actors you were with, but did you get to be like with any in scenes with any actors that you normally weren't with? Or Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in this. I did, I guess I had done an episode of Flash already, so I had met a couple of just a couple of those people, but yeah, I was in an episode of Supergirl, which had a bunch of people from The Flash and from Supergirl, people that I had never worked with before, besides Mr. Jesse Martin, who I had done an episode of Criminal Intent with. Oh, nice. <laughs> and we were talking about, we were talking, there was like this big like green room of people just waiting around for their scene to come up, and they were talking about his um, career on criminal intent and I was eavesdropping and they were talking about how people, you know, they're like, who would want to play a corpse on one of these shows? I'm like, well, actually <laughs> I played a corpse on your show. Oh, wait, were you one of the people who like got kills in the beginning? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had a whole, I was in the entire trailer. I mean, in the entire um, teaser. So I had like, I was the person whose death they were investigating, but I had like, you know, three or four scenes leading up to it. Oh, my death. But yeah, I ended up with a brick to my head and I was dead. <laughs> oh, wait. Was I dead in that? Yeah, I was, that's the one I was dead in. Yeah. That's just oh, great. you know what? You know what? I was, I'm sorry. He wasn't criminal intent. He You're was regular. Law and order. Regular law and Regular. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. But you I were in criminal intent as well, right? I lied to him. I lied to him. I was in criminal intent as well. I lied to him. I was not dead in his, in his show. Oh, my God. I did it. It's hard. There's so many law and orders. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, there that's is. for sure. But so you <laughs> did. But you he had no idea. Yeah. But you were in a scene with him in law and in the regular. Law I wasn't a scene with him. Yes, he de- he definitely interrogated me because one of my oh, friends said. Oh, all right. Well, you know what? It's, fu- you know it's funny. What? Did you do it? Did you murder <laughs> the person? <laughs> I wish, man. That would have been more fun. Just a witness. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's funny actually. As soon as you started uh, answering that question, uh, the. Carrie popped up in the chat saying, Christina, I'm Lord Order. I can't remember. Uh, what you have? Did you have a scene with Jesse L. Martin? Well, she just answered that. So perfect. <laughs> um, I just got the wrong. I did, I did all three of them. I did Criminal Intent. I did SVU. And I did the regular. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense, right? Because they all shoot in New York, right? So that's exactly. kind of like the staple, right? Of New York actors. They all got to do Law and Order. The Rite of Passage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. That's cool that you got to see him again. Well, so just yeah. how is it like just then? doing the crisis thing and getting, you know, getting to see other people. Was, and yeah. I mean, I, I was first introduced to the Arrowverse last season during the crossover. So I got to meet everybody. I got to meet a bunch of people that I wouldn't have normally met if I was just doing one of the shows. So doing it again this year, I got to meet even more people from Supergirl and from Legends, from um, Supergirl and from Legends people that I, no, I met everybody from Legends. 
Supergirl and from Flash, people that I hadn't met yet. And it was cool. And they were like, they were like massive scenes, you know, they were, I didn't have much of a part in them, but they were, you know, wedding scenes and, um, and engagement party scenes and everybody was there. So it's pretty cool to be included in that. Yeah. A lot of emotional scenes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the funeral, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of that, segue into my next question. Uh, okay. By the way, folks, again, uh, definitely spoilers if you have not seen Crisis on Earth X. No, that's fine. <laughs> we, no, but there's always spoilers in the show, folks. So I'm just warning you if you're if you're new to the show. Um, always so, spoilers. Yes. Be prepared. Um, so uh, obviously, with with you know Lily's father uh, dying uh, in this in crisis. Do you do you think are we going to get to see Lily anymore in any of these shows? Uh, will she use yeah, her super well, genius to solve all the legends anachronisms? I really hope so. I really hope so. I don't. I I truly don't know. Yeah. Um, I really hope that you know they need her nanotechnology brain to solve some nanotechnology disaster that's going on. <laughs> it'd be it'd be nice though, because obviously, like my favorite part of this. Uh, the crossover, and we'll talk more later, is actually the the stuff with Stein and Jax and, and you guys. Um, and it obviously showed like how Jax has a very you know connection with your characters and the mom, your mom's you know as well. So it would make sense, you know. If you it would. Back, yeah. Man, I hope so. I hope. I hope. I hope Lily's useful for them. You know. I was kind of hoping for I truly, it. I, was, I truly don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I had an answer for you. I wish I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pinned for this episode. But I have no idea. Well, Jean-Paul, uh, you have an idea, right? What you could do? I, I have an idea. There's, oh, there's, one I, there's one I'd love for you to do. I don't know. Okay. If, there's there's a lot that goes into it. Um, obviously, you and your dad you know, on the show would share the same genetic you know, base. So you could be the other half of Firestorm or Jax. It would Wouldn't involve a lot more of the special effects stuff. Would you be up for that? course i would <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing it would I mean, be it would make sense too i mean it would make yeah. sense yeah that's what i, I mean, was kind of hoping might happen lily's, but, a, yeah. lily's a genius so yeah and she's you know right the same genetics i, I think it'd be cool to have a female half of firestorm instead of just all guys I too i think so too let's see i think so i really don't know i wish i wish i knew but i don't know all right. well you can see yourself with fire I know. Would be interesting. <laughs> mm. it's good luck for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marks, you got another one, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so, so besides the maybe what we hope would be the power of Firestorm someday. Um, is there any other superpower character in fiction you might like to play someday? Oh, superpower. Can you give me this one in advance? <laughs> uh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, let's say let's say this. Would you like to be on Wonder Woman, the sequel of Wonder Woman? <laughs> I want to play her sister. I'm going to play her brainy sister. Some okay. Of <laughs> or she could be. I'm trying to think. Uh, what? Well, the sidekick is like Wonder Girl, right? And that we we're not going to. see oh, her. Oh yeah. We're not going to yeah. see her probably. No, we're going to write a new one. We're going to yeah. write. Yeah. So like her an Amazonian sister, sister maybe. It's her adopted sister. Oh, her adopted uh, sister. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 And um, and I'm gonna be the brainiac. I'm gonna be the brainiac because sounds she can good. Use that. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I can see All that. Right. She yeah. She needs. She can have some like techie, super smart personnel. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had to do any fight choreography at all? Um, I did. I had to do. I played um Kitty Genovese in a film um called Thirty Seven, and so I had to do that whole 
murder scene. Mm. But I mean, I guess it's not it's not like a superhero like fighting back. It was like getting murdered. <laughs> oh man, you get murdered a lot. <laughs> did you get murdered? Or did you do oh, the murder? Did you do the murdering or get murdered? I mean, Kitty Genovese was murdered, so I was oh, murdered yeah. in that one. Yeah. But that was like the most intense night of physical activity I've ever done. Like it was, it was an entire night of just like getting killed over and over. I couldn't breathe. Like I thought I was in pretty good shape, and I, I couldn't breathe. It was hard. Okay. Jeez. All right, folks. There you go. Getting I mean, murdered is tough. Very, very, very sad story. Yeah, but. Oh, so yeah, it's based it's, on a true story. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Kitty Genovese is um, she's the woman in 1960 something that was killed in Queens, and it's the story of how all of these people, 37 different people, witnessed it and nobody called the police. Oh, okay. It's a diffusion of responsibility, you know. Mm. It's you know everyone thinks someone else is going to call the police and help, and nobody did. It's very sad. Yeah. So that was my only fight choreography. Um, we had like a we had a a stunt guy. Teaching us. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. John Paul, you got another one? Yeah. Um, obviously, looking over IMDb and having seen you, in the, you've had a lot of roles. Um, I don't know if you can pick a favorite, but have any of them been kind of extra challenging or memorable or maybe as yeah. crazy as the situation on Legends? Um, I think Orange is the New Black is definitely the most challenging and rewarding to be able to like play a younger version of somebody um, was, and somebody so complex, you know, somebody with schizophrenia. Uh, I think that was just, I mean, I just, I put everything into that and I had so much fun with it. So I think that was definitely my favorite. Very cool. In the yeah, chat, cool. uh, Lister's mate says, if I were to ever be in a production of something, I think I want to play a dead body. I think I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I always get nervous yeah, about. Yeah, jobs and job. <laughs> you ever get nervous when I, when I what little acting I've done? Uh, I always get nervous though that I'm gonna be caught breathing like while well, I'm supposed to be dead. And so oh God, every- yeah, I totally. <laughs> like, like I don't breathe, don't breathe. Then the more you think about it, the more you want to breathe. It's like no. Deep breath. Oh, every time. You don't know. Uh, also in the live chat, Carrie Johnson says, "We knew Garber was leaving, but did you always know Martin would die?" Um, no, I didn't know Martin would die until I read the script. I didn't know. I I I I was sitting there reading the script, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I had no, no, I didn't know. Um, that was quite a shock. Yeah, totally a shock. Um. Cool. All right. Uh, any? Uh, that's what I got here for in the live chat. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, any? You guys, Marks or Jean Paul? Ask one more quick question. Um, since you've been doing, you've done some writing. You want to do more writing? What, what kind of genres do you like to write? I'm writing something right now. It's definitely my stuff is definitely on the darker side. Um, I like dark comedy for sure. Um, but the stuff I'm writing right now is it's definitely dark. Is there murder? (laughs) There's not murder, but there is death. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Is there, besides that, is there anything else, uh, whether you're acting or producing or anything, anything people should be on the lookout for that's coming out in like 2018 or anything or? Not acting or producing. Not that I know of yet. No, I mean, not that I'm not acting or producing. Well, hopefully we'll see more in Legends in the future. Yes. 
and many other I'm gonna things. I'm going to do, let's make a hashtag. Hashtag yeah, please bring Lily Firestorm. Lily Firestorm? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lily Firestorm. There you go, folks. If you're watching, hashtag that on Twitter. And then, like, you know, tag the Legends writers. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure hopefully, hopefully they're all watching right now. Yeah. It just, you know, it makes so much sense, and that's why they're not going to do it, but they should. Uh, <laughs> but it does. It's like perfect. It's like so logical to do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, as long as she comes back, you know, to solve some problems and kick some ass, that'd be cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, folks, uh, you can follow Christina at Chrissy Brucato on Twitter. Uh, of course, obviously, you can look up all her past stuff on IMDb as well. Thank you so much for being on. I really Thank appreciate you. you being here. Uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, like I said, hopefully, hopefully we'll have uh, more more Lily Stein, more to talk about in the future as well. All right, thanks, guys. Okay, have a great night. Thank bye. you, guys. Thanks. Good night. All right, bye. bye. All right, uh, thanks very much to Christina uh, for coming on. Thank you, guys, in the chat uh, for. Uh, all your great questions and comments. Uh, next week, by the way, December 10th, uh, we have another Legends actress on, Jess McCallan, who plays Ava Sharp uh, from the Time... Was it Time Bureau? Is that what they're called? Yeah. 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 She's going to be on. I'm excited about that. I really like her character. And uh, and that, folks, by the way, next week will be our last show for a while because all those shows are doing their mid-season finales. Uh, and they're going to be off for about five weeks uh, until mid-January. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, hey, I guess it's time. Oh, actually, wait. You know what, before we do, so we're going to do the big crisis on Earth X discussion, obviously. Um, but I also want to talk a little bit. Uh, I know Justice Lee came out a couple weeks ago and Francis, who was on our show, um, the uh, he gave his review when it was on. But uh, I hadn't seen it at the time. I did see it now. John Paul seen it. Marks, have you gotten a chance to? No, I haven't. But it's a, just don't spoil anything super big and I'm okay. Right. I, like mild spoilers are okay? Mild spoilers. I probably already heard them. From, from stuff anyway, so no big spoilers. All right, cool. Um, John Paul, do you want to uh, do you want to start maybe? Uh, just I don't know. Overall thoughts on Justice League? Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it twice. I had to see it opening night because I didn't want anything spoiled. Um, I didn't even want the minor stuff spoiled on it. Um, I feel like I've been waiting forty nine years for this movie <laughs> since it's what I was it's what I was raised on with the, with these comics. Um, and one of my friends, uh, the one who co-hosts the podcast with me said he knew I was going to like this no matter what, which is not exactly true. I just cause it's DC. I didn't like Catwoman. I didn't like steel. You know, there's, there's movies that, but I knew, yeah, I was going to like it. And I did. I loved it. Um, went back a couple days later, uh, saw it a second time where I could sit and more analyze it. First time was just to absorb and just enjoy and not, you know, not try to overanalyze it. And it, it held up on the second watching just as much still cheered in the same moments. Um, I thought the balance on it was really good. The balance of the action scenes versus uh, the character moments, uh, you know, between between each of the characters, uh, that was something I thought. With the switch from Zack Snyder to Joss Whedon and all the different stuff we've heard about in the production, I was worried about how how it would feel, you know, how the editing would feel. And even though probably the first half hour to forty minutes, I noticed a few scenes that are kind of rough on their cuts. Uh, the rest of it, either were not rough. Or you get so involved in the story you don't notice them anymore. And even the second time through, I had the same same reaction. So um, I thought it came out very balanced. Uh, just really enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah, and again, folks, I know some of you like Carrie. Uh, you shared your thoughts on Justice League a couple weeks ago, but feel free to do it again. Or if you weren't there for that show, um, 
Let's see here. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the chat there. Um, okay, so yeah, I, you know what? I, oh my God, I fucking love this movie. Um, and I'm so happy. I like you. I've been waiting like forever for Justice League, pretty much my whole life <laughs> for a Justice League movie. Yeah. Um, yep. And honestly, this is like everything I wanted in a Justice League movie. Like I really could not have asked for much more. Uh, so I was really happy. Uh, I thought the pacing was like really good in this movie. Like the movie moved. Uh, yeah. It was just really well paced. Um, I think the yeah, like what I love really is the way that all the characters like you know interacted with each other. Like it, they just it just worked. Yeah. I think the casting was spot on. Like we are, we already knew some of them, but you know even like the new guys like Ezra Miller, right, and what Ray Fisher. Um, I really enjoyed them as Flash and Cyborg and, and Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Like they just all felt right in the roles. Um, but also the characters, like I don't know, they just they jived well together. Um, there was good chemistry. They weren't. They weren't all. Fight. I mean, there's okay. There's one time like there's a fight kind of amongst them. There's. A, I'm not going to go into exactly why yeah. that happens. But yeah. outside of that, instead of like usually they're like oh oh we got to be at each other's throats. No, they were actually just trying to, you know, save the world. <laughs> for the yeah. most part, you it know. all made sense. Yeah, it made sense. Although I find it interesting that one of the complaints, because you know obviously the movie is disappointing from a financial standpoint. I mean it's it's not doing what Warner Brothers anybody hoped. Um, when you read people kind of break it down and one of the complaints they have is that DC took the opposite approach from Marvel where they didn't give you all the individual movies first to really build up the backstories. They just threw you in from the beginning. I, I probably was where Warner brothers was. I didn't think it was as necessary. I mean, everybody in the world or definitely in, you know, you know, America knows who Superman is, who Batman is, who Wonder Woman is. We know these basic characters. Maybe not everybody knows Cyborg, you know, that, or every little detail about each one of them. But we've all grown up watching Super Friends, and no matter what age you are, you've had a Superman and a Batman and, and so on. They're all so well-known. I thought one of the strengths on this was it felt very much like one of the Justice League or Justice League Unlimited cartoons, where you don't get a ton of backstory. You jump into these characters as their heroes, working together, good character moments together, and straight into the action. But again, you, you can have some quiet character moments but they don't dig tons into the backgrounds of the characters that's built up over a lot of different episodes so i really thought this movie felt like a little bit of a live action justice league unlimited cool well, yeah that the both those justice league uh, animated series are my favorites of all time so that's a great reference i agree with you like i think it totally worked the way they did it for instead of having to do all the individual movies first um yeah. and yeah, I mean, like, it, I think it totally worked. Uh, the, I really liked the, uh, there was also a lot of, some, there was some, you know, good humor in this as well. Not necessarily like super, you know, it's not Deadpool humor, right? But it's like kind of little, no. makes you smile humor. Um, yeah. Uh, which is nice to see. It, again, this is definitely a much lighter movie than Batman v Superman or Man of Steel uh, in terms of tone, uh, which is nice to see. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, the actors are just like Gal Gadot, dude. I will watch her like, oh, my God, as much as possible as Wonder Woman. Like, there could not be a better Wonder Woman. Like, we, everybody already knew this from the movie, you know, obviously the Wonder Woman movie. But she is awesome. Like, she just rocks that role. Um, and you know what? Like, uh, before Ben Affleck was even playing him, I actually, I, I'm a big fan of Ben Affleck. And I thought he was going to be good, even though a lot of people were criticizing that. Uh -huh. After this second time seeing him, I honestly think he's my favorite live action Batman now. I actually think he's oh, above Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton for me. Like he is, he's Bruce Wayne. He's Batman. Like he embodies that role. The voice is perfect as Batman. 
He's awesome as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, like I don't know, like this is why like the the actors just yeah. did such a great job. I, I will say though, you mentioned one that you really liked, and I think we're gonna, unlike Legends where we were opposite, I think this is one where we're almost exactly on the same page except for one. Um, Ezra Miller did a fantastic job. His character worked with everybody else. He was a lot of fun as the Flash. It all blended together really well, except I hated the incarnation of the Flash they did. It was not Barry Allen. Not just because he was not like the one from TV, but the one from TV and the one from the comics are very, very similar. Um, They change so much. I get over it pretty quickly because, well, we know this is a different Earth, and DC has all their different Earths with lots of little differences and changes. So this is Earth Zack Snyder. You know, it's just... it's. Uh, Earth Z, maybe I don't know, whatever. It's, um, but I didn't, I didn't care for the Flash version. The character and the actor worked in this story, but I didn't care for the version. Uh, was was he a little too uh, like too humorous for you? Like, um, it was the the scatterbrain kind of all over the place, um, a little young and immature. Um, if if they'd made him Wally instead of Barry, mm. it would have worked a little bit better. Um, not not because I don't like Wally. I, I I just think that the personality they portrayed on screen would have been a better Wally West than he was a Barry Allen. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I know. I hear what you're saying. I actually, I dug him a lot. Because I, I, I think that, like, it fit well his character the way he was playing in the team, right? He was kind of more the goofy yeah. one. Um, and he portrayed him great. And I think it worked really well with the dynamic, like you said, with the rest of the team. Um Having it. And they did some really cool, some cool, you know, flash super speed stuff uh, in slow mo. Yeah. Like um, the action scenes were awesome, by the way, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They rocked. Let me share some chat stuff here, by the way. Sci Fi Pulse says, I quite like Justice League 2. It's too bad that the critics have been savaging it. Uh, I felt it was all right. Uh, he says, Sci Fi Pulse also says, Love the part where Aquaman sits on Wonder Woman's lasso. I won't, we won't go exactly yeah. to what happens there, but that's a, that's a fun scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And Carrie Carrie Johnson says, my only argument about the lack of individual movie buildup is, yeah, you know who the characters are, but you don't know yet why you should care about them. Fair point. Um, Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. He also says, no spoilers, but that Justice League cameo by Supergirl was awesome. I read about that. What was it? Was some shot supposed Where Do you know what he saw? Is there a Supergirl cameo? I don't remember a Supergirl cameo. I I I don't remember seeing her at all. Carrie, tell us what yeah. you what it, what it what it is. It was the Invisible Woman version. <laughs> she was in Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet. Yeah. Hey, hey. I'm gonna just be different, even though I haven't watched it. I'm gonna say oh, I didn't like it, and I really thought the unaired Justice League pi- TV pilot was much better. <laughs> is, is there an unaired Justice League oh, TV pilot? There is. It's oh, terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I think I I don't think I've seen it, but I, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Marks hasn't seen it yet. He's just joking, folks. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think about I will say, yeah. well, I will say, Ezra Miller. As much as I didn't like that incarnation, he did such a good job. I'm not sure anybody else could have got got across so much acting with just a look in the eyes. You know, you mentioned a couple of different fight scenes, and there's a couple of spots where all you see is his reaction to a scene just through the mask in his eyes, and you know exactly what's going on. You know what's going on in his head, and you can't help but laugh and go, "Oh no," or "Oh crap," or just start laughing out loud, whatever it is. He he does a lot. He he did a great job with what with the script they gave him. Oh yeah, I, I totally agree. He was great. But uh, Carrie says I'm kidding about the Supergirl cameo. Uh, okay, oh. I had read something <laughs> when the trailers that they somebody thought maybe it was gonna be a Supergirl in there. I guess that's what I was thinking of, but it didn't turn out yeah. that way, obviously. Um, 
So uh, I see Supergirl behind uh, John Paul, though. So there you go. <laughs> Supergirl. Yeah. Under- yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah uh, uh, so I'm trying to think. You know, the only thing that was a little weird to me, and maybe John Paul, you can, or Mark's too, because you guys know the comics well. I've always grown up feeling that Wonder Woman is supposed to be just as strong or nearly as strong as Superman. Is that correct in the comics? Not quite. She she's close, but not quite as strong. Okay. All right. There's different versions. Like some of yeah, them, yeah. she flies. Some of them, she has the invisible plane. So yeah. All right. I guess that's. I don't know. I feel. I guess. I mean, she did. She did hold her own pretty well. Uh, I'm trying to do a spoiler, but uh, I don't know. I guess I felt well, maybe a little bit more. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen Wonder Woman movie, and it seems like she's a not not as strong as Superman. Because she'd be killing people left and right when she kicks and punches them. <laughs> well, no, but she's pulling you. Know? She's pulling her bunches. Yeah. Well, yeah. But they would never get back up. Let's just say that. At least not, <laughs> not right away. <laughs> yeah. There, there were lots of good little treats and cameo and things in there for the, the longtime comic book person, which didn't take away from the movie. I mean, like some of the history, you know, at one point, some of the characters relate some of the history of what's going on and explain it. So you don't get, it's not a mystery. Everything's explained. There's nothing you're sitting there confused about. But they drop in just enough little things that you go, oh, cool, oh, cool. And somebody who doesn't know about it, they're not going to care. They're just going to watch and enjoy it. So they, they, I don't know how much of that was Joss and how much of that was Zack Snyder. I don't know, but it was, it all worked for me. Yeah, what I really, lo- go ahead, sorry. That's good because one of my uh, concerns about what, the way they're approaching uh, the DC properties was like in Batman Superman, there was a lot of stuff in there that, as a fan of the comic books, you get the references. But I, or people who hadn't read the comic books, they would, they just, would just went over their heads. Like, yeah. like uh, whenever Robin's costume had, you know, you know, the spray paint on it and yeah. stuff, we can get some hints there of why, also why Batman's so dark now. Uh, and then also with um, the whole, the whole uh, vision of the future and stuff of Flash. You know, I think most audiences probably had no idea what that was because they, they were interceded with those dream sequences. Yeah. And, you know, I know I'm like, they're parademons. You know, Batman doesn't know anything about them, you know, because it has to be from the future and stuff. But um, I can see where, nor- where um, civilians <laughs> would be confused. So yeah. I, I'm glad they didn't do that with Justice League. No, this, this is clear. Yeah. yeah, this story is clear and understandable. Um, which for, is good. for example... Yeah, for example, that Robin costume you're talking about in Man of, you know, Batman or Superman. In this one, it would just been Batman walking past a Robin costume and a Nightwing costume under glass, not even stopping. You just see him as he passes them. As a fan, you go, "Oh, cool, cool, I saw him," and then he moves on. For anybody who doesn't care, it doesn't matter. That, that's more of how these kind of things are done. Yeah, I works. like those little Easter eggs. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I love near the beginning. And this, so this is not really a spoiler, marks, but. Near the beginning, because um, they like John Paul said, there's someone telling some of the backstory kind of about Steppenwolf and stuff, right? <laughs> uh, but we get to see Green Lantern Corps. Uh, oh, really? In the battle, cool. and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Uh, so does Hal Jordan exist in this, or have they not touched on it? It wasn't Hal Jordan. We didn't get. We got to see like some of the alien Green Lanterns. At least that's what I spotted okay. uh, when I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's cool. It's cool getting to see the oh, Amazons yeah. and Atlanteans all together fighting in the past and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's an at scene. Okay, I saw that in the trailer. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one thing is cool. I, I didn't notice. My wife noticed it because she loved Wonder Woman even more than I did. Um, I'm blanking on the actor's name, but the one who played um, Ares, he gets credit in this. He's in that big battle as well. 
I don't oh. know. If it's, oh, David Thewlis. Yes, that? yes. I don't know if he filmed something for this or if they used leftover footage from Wonder Woman, but he's in the battle. Which oh wow, that's that, kind of cool. That is cool. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, cool. <clears throat> yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, first, uh, so I mean, I think I could see some of I think Joss Whedon's influence with some of the funnier, like toned stuff. Um, but you know, what? I'm going to give huge props to Zack Snyder because uh, Zack Snyder gets a lot of shit from people, uh, and I get it. I've also not been completely happy with some of Zack Snyder's previous stuff, um, you know, at least story wise. But I think, from what I understand, again, most of this film was done. That's what the actor said at Comic Con anyway. Yeah. So this is, and it says a Zack Snyder film in the beginning. It doesn't say directed by yeah. him and Whedon. It says Zack Snyder. Um, so this, he did an awesome job. I think this is this is probably his best, just about directing. Uh, this is his film that he's ever done. Um, actually, it is. It's my favorite film he's done. So uh, I want to give props to him. He did a really good job. Um, and we didn't co-wrote it, too. I didn't even know that at first, by the way. So yeah. oh, Chris, Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon co-wrote it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Chris Terrio, actually, he wrote Batman v Superman, but he also wrote Argo, which was the Ben Affleck Oscar award winner. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and he's probably... Oh, I will say there were, there were, go ahead. I was going to say, there were probably three or four scenes, though, that were very clearly... Joss, yeah. There, there was. You, you finish the scene, you go, okay. Yeah, like the, the lasso the one they mentioned. Whole collaboration. Yeah, the lasso yeah. one, I'm sure, was yeah. was Joss. Um, some yeah. of the other, yeah, which is nice. But that stuff worked. It was it was cool to see that in. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, and yeah, I will say the, the I'm not going to spoil what they are. There are two. You know, when you do finally get to go see it, there are two after credit scenes. One mid, one post. The yep. they, yeah, they're very worth seeing. I sat through Thor to their final two. I felt like I wasted my time sitting through Thor for the for the for the final scene. But this one was more than worth it. And by the end of it, I'm so excited for whatever they do next. And yeah, cool. it's the, the very the post 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 credit one, the very one, the very end sets up part two of Justice League or the next very nicely. Yeah. And what is next? Is part two next or something else? It's always supposed to be that? Justice League part two is what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, now we see. I mean, we, well, we have the individual movies in between, I guess. But, you know, some of those, but yeah. But second, guess. yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Warner Brothers changes their release strategy now after after this or not. So, so I hope, uh, yeah, I hope you haven't seen it, folks. Go see it. Uh, I know, you know, some people were hesitant, and even I was not sure. You know, I was hopeful, but I didn't know how well this was going to go. But I really think it was awesome. Uh, I was super happy. <laughs> yep. There is like, justice. Yeah, there you movie. go. Well, no, that's the thing, man. Like when you're waiting this long for like decades for this movie, you know, it's nice when it actually pans out and you like you really enjoy it. Oh yeah, that's why I, I hope I enjoy it as much as you guys. Yeah. So because that's I, so I want I want to enjoy Justice League. Yeah, I actually <clears> I'm, I'm sure a lot of people won't agree with this. I actually liked it way better than either of the Avengers movies. Um, I know. Well, there you go. Just gotta do that. <laughs> hey man, I'm sure oh, it's better than the second one. The second one was it was uh, oh, second was, one was weaker yeah. for sure. First one was yeah, good. No, latest. first one was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Infinity War is going to be pretty good. Just because, if anything, just to see all those characters together. But <clears throat> uh, That's why this one worked, though, I think, too. It didn't go overboard with how many characters. Like, it was pretty much the five for most of it, you know? Which is, it was just okay enough. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, before we move on, Carrie says, in the J. Justice League trailer, the hologram that Bruce Wayne looked at kind of looked like Supergirl. I think that's what I was referencing. Um, Carrie also says I would totally go see an Amazon's movie with Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright in the days before Diana's birth hell yeah Connie Nielsen is so awesome as uh, Hippolyta yeah yeah 
the Amazon just rock. Like they do a good job. <laughs> they do a great job. Yeah, they did. I just watched. Uh, have you been watching Kirkman's uh, Secret History of Comic Books? No, I saw a commercial for it though. I didn't. Yeah, is it good? I, yeah, it's pretty good. I watched the one about Wonder Woman. It was interesting. Oh, nice. The stories behind the creators who created them. So I want to see the uh, the movie that was only in theaters for like a week, but uh, the 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 Professor Marston movie. Marston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about the real life of Marston and his wife and the other lover or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. they're making a movie of that. Well, yeah. they already did, but it's already it came out like in a couple months ago. Um, I'll catch oh. it. On, I'll catch it on like okay. Blu-ray. It didn't last cool. very long, unfortunately. What was it called? Um, it was Professor Martin and the Wonder Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Well, that's why it's a terrible name. <laughs> well, well, it was a small it's good though. Well, it's good if you're if you're a comic fan, you know, you get it. <laughs> it sounds like a comedy or something. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense to me, man. I get it. Uh, well, I, I get it. Yeah, but it, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I'll right. definitely check it out because it was a very interesting story. Uh, because it was all about that, about that relationship and, and the times and how Wonder Woman changed and stuff after his death and everything. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, the director of Wonder Woman on there is, is, is talking oh, also. Oh, Patty Jenkins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, I did also like, you know what? I felt Wonder Woman in this movie, though, was just, was very accurate to how she was in the Wonder Woman solo movie. Like, it was played the same. The writing was, like, spot on. Obviously, Gal Gadot, but, I mean, it's playing the same, but... Like that was good. Like you know, it's it's sometimes you never know. Like when they go yeah. and start, and, so that was good. And you're right, and you're right. She's incredible. Some of the little things, just the subtle stuff. This one won't be a spoiler because it was one of the trailers where she flies past, knocks a couple of parademons off the Batmobile, skids to a halt, you know, flips the hair back and looks towards Bruce, and then just gives a smile. <laughs> that smile just floors you when you. I mean, it, something about that moment is just perfect. Uh, in, the, in the chat, uh, Sci-Fi Pulse had said, "Unaired JL pilot can't be any worse than the Hoff is Nick Fury." That one I have seen. I did see that. Uh, it's, it's worse. It's, it's worse. pretty bad. It's worse than that. Oh God, bad. that's bad then, because that's so it was bad. The, and it was the Justice League International lineup, the one that was more comedic back then, like um, yeah. like Fire and Ice, and was Guy Gardner in it too? I think Gar Gardner was. I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Martian Manhunter was the worst part. Oh, yeah, his costume was terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. David Ogden Steers, shirtless, painted green, just <laughs> doesn't work. You can find this on YouTube, I'm assuming? Yeah. yeah. You probably, yeah. yeah. It's All out right. there. It's out there in All the right. web somewhere. There you go, folks. <laughs> uh, Raysa in the chat says, they were going to bring Linda Carter in as Hippolyta, but schedule issues. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Huh. Well, Linda Carter's doing great as the president on Supergirl. It's nice to yeah. see you. But I'll be honest with you. I actually I, I like Connie Nelson a lot. I've liked her before Wonder Woman, and I I, I just think she's perfect as Apollo. So I'm glad they got her. Because um, Carrie says I love Linda Carter, but I don't know if she would have been right for Apollo. This Apollo, maybe she could play one of the Amazon elders in the next movie. That could be cool. They were sounds like an age jab to me. All right, come on. <laughs> Look, Linda Carter's great, but you know she's. It's been a long time since the Wonder Woman series. <laughs> Oh, she seems ageless when you she, look at her. That's she's, true. She does look really good. Still. Yeah. She's aging quite well. Um, the what was I, funny when I watched the whole Wonder Woman secret history thing. There was actually a classic story back in the original run where Wonder Woman ran for president. So I thought that was a really nice little connection there. Did she that, win? Cool. Did she run against Lex Luthor? 
No. She didn't really, I don't know who she ran against. Luther, yeah. Did she win or no? I don't know. They didn't say. Yeah. Sure. So Luther gets to become president, but not Wonder Woman? Jeez. <laughs> Sign of the times, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right. There you go, folks. There's a Justice League uh, chat. Uh, all right. Cool. I can't wait. Now I can't wait till this movie comes out on Blu-ray. Like, I never buy movies anymore, but like this one I actually want to wanna get. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, I guess now. Now it's time for Crisis on Earth X. <laughs> that was amazing oh. sound effects. Wow, <laughs> wow! They should have done. They should have done that as the opening instead of like mixing all right? the different themes together. <laughs> Just get Mark's pile to do it. I offered. They didn't take me up on the offer, though. Oh well. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. I see you put all the things in here like we usually do. Mark, do you want to do you want to go over all the writers and stuff or just skip that? <laughs> well, we'll say that the story by that's when the original concept before it's the final yeah. result of the, of the script was by Mark Guggenheim and uh, Andrew Kreisberg. So and there's teleplays are by different writers from each show. So. Oh, yeah. Right. It looks like, yeah, some of the, all the writers for the actual writers from the shows did their actual specific things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they got to iron it out. Yeah, specific, which is good because uh, you know that way they're going to nail the, the the dialogue the best probably of some of those characters. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. all right, folks. So again, now here we go on our Crisis on Earth X again. If you haven't seen it, this will be lots of spoilers now. Um, so let's, uh, let's just start with overall thoughts. So uh, I know. Well, from what you typed to me on Facebook, it looks like you really loved it, Jean Paul. You want to talk a little bit? Sure, sure. I- Honestly, um, I saw an article with the same title. This was exactly what Warner Brothers and DC needed after this disappointment at the box office for Justice League. This was incredible. I, this, this to me was better than the Justice League movie. Um, and you know, I, obviously, I just got through saying how much I loved it. I thought this was even better. Um, every character got a moment. It was very balanced action to character moments and more deeper, more meaningful character moments than you got. Um, Justice League because you could do that you did have the backstory yeah uh, in the chat Carrie says crisis talk nice to see Earth X Guardian getting something to do dead before the credits though that seemed right <laughs> that was cool <laughs> it was cool that he got yeah. to be yeah like what I guess one of the freedom fighters like right is that what they're you're saying they were called yeah. marks yeah I think so. yeah they never used that term but yeah they're freedom fighters so that was really cool like that was a really cool role for him right he died really soon but at least he got something cool to do yeah, it was a neat design, a little Captain America-ish in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like that. <laughs> so, Mark, what, what did you think overall? Yeah, overall, it was really strong. Um, it was definitely better, stronger than the than last year's. It uh, it just tied together a lot more seamlessly as, as a big miniseries event, pretty much. Um, they really worked in Supergirl a lot better uh, than last time. Um, and there was a lot of good. They're always been pretty good about these crossovers, giving some kind of character moment type things that that allow them to grow or change in some way. And, and they did the same thing in this one too, with a lot of the relationship stuff going on with, especially with Iris and Barry, and uh, with Oliver and and Felicity, and a whole bunch of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's amazing they crammed everything in. I had a few logical issues in it, and uh, and I thought the, the last part. Is the it was the weakest link in it, but uh, but it was really good. All right, uh, so I didn't like it as much as you guys. Um, I agree, it's better than last year's, but I think last year's was definitely not good. 
the Dominator stuff was lackluster. Um, so it was it was better than, than last year's crossover. Um, I definitely like the Justice League movie way better uh, than this this thing. So I'm a little opposite of you, Jean-Paul, on that. Um, so I mean, you're right. They did they did. I, I feel a lot more uh, like the B storylines this year with the personal relationships than they did last year's crossover. Um, that was a big uh-huh. focus. Uh, and I mean, some of that I think worked very well. Um, I guess for me, and we might as well dive into this. The main thing is just the main storyline just wasn't that thrilling to me. Um, like here's a, th- a couple things. I said this before. I just feel the alternate earth Nazis taking over is so over. This has been done so many other times. It was really smart when it was done the first time and clever. But, like, I've seen that so many times now. I'm like, uh, okay, I get it, guys. Like, um, and here's, I guess I feel like it, they didn't even have to be not neo-Nazis or Nazis. They could have been any, any bad guys. Like, they didn't, I didn't feel like they really addressed any, they weren't, they didn't really want to get into the social issues of that. They just wanted to tell a story. Hey, we're fighting Nazis. Let's have a, have a cool action story about fighting Nazis. So, like, I don't know. Why do they have to be Nazis then? Right? Why can't they be just any bad guys? I don't know. Like it just, it just felt like it was nobody a, likes Nazis. Well, that's the right. That's the thing. It's the yeah. easy thing to say. Oh, here's an enemy everybody can hate. But we did yeah. all these other seasons where we have all these villains that were Nazis, and we don't like them either. You know, so we don't have to have Nazis to get behind the heroes. I think at the core, they really wanted to have the evil versions of the main characters. Yes, and they've already kind of eliminated that on the Flash by making Earth Two, where everybody was, you know, maybe not everybody, but close to everybody seemed to be the evil versions. Um, this is the only other one that kind of a pre-established one. Um, and I don't know. I, I personally, because it has been around the 60s, I love the, the whole Freedom Fighters Earth X storyline. But again, it's, it, you're right. It has been around a long time. We've seen it in a lot of different places. But this is the stories this is based on is one of the first places that it was done. And it, oh, well, that's interesting. Right, so it was done in the 60s originally, you're saying, in the comics? Yeah. 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 Right. Um, or before, maybe. Or well, maybe so. All right. Well, then, definitely props to them for doing it back then. Um, that's that's cool. That was very inventive then. Um, I guess the Freedom Fighters, when they created the Freedom Fighters, that's they're on Earth X, and yep. they merged all those characters together when they did Inf- Crisis into Earth. So the Ray and some of those other characters moved over to the normal DC universe at that point. Yeah, I get, I agree. I feel like the main thing they wanted to do, and what I thought was kind of the most interesting thing, is they wanted evil versions of the characters. And the Nazis just happened to be there. Like, I think that's what I felt like they were doing. <laughs> well, it's timely, too, because it's been in the news a lot lately with the with, with that, unfortunately. So mm. yeah. so that might have also influenced their decision. I think the most – I think when Justice League Unlimited or Justice League, whatever version of the cartoon it was uh, at the time, when they did the Justice Lords, right? Yeah. yeah when they did that storyline, that was a really cool uh, version because I yes. could really get into liking those villains and, and, and yeah, because they did that in the cartoons, right? In the animated series one time. <clears throat> or, yeah, the Justice Lords are cool, and are they Earth Two or what? Is that what they? No, They're... I can't remember which Earth the Justice Lords were, but they weren't necessarily evil. They're the ones that had gone to the extreme, yeah. and had taken over. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But which, that, see, that the, I wish they did that. It works. Yeah, it works really Cause well. That's cool because they're not they're not pure like Nazi evil, right? They're just like. They're they're doing what they think is the best for the world, but they go to such extreme measures it's bad. At least in our viewpoint, right? In the, in the Earth One Heroes viewpoint, right. yeah. that would have been way more interesting to me, actually. Uh, well, they maybe they'll do it someday. I hope. 
Because I would love to see Superman guest star on there and they have to fight evil Superman. That would be pretty cool. Mm. So speaking of that, Ray has a couple of questions. We actually have a lot of chatting already going on. Uh, how did Ollie get kryptonite? She wants to know. Any any explanations? He's, he's Earth One's version of Batman. He's just always prepared. Yeah, right. it's, it's a mystery, but he's always prepared. And he's always rich somehow. I don't know. <laughs> right. I like Bruce Wayne. Uh, he really is rich. Somehow Ollie still is rich. Uh well, I mean, they, they alluded, uh, they said there's a Supergirl on every Earth. So I guess Krypton existed on this Earth. That we just never got a Superman or Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Yet. She said unless Krypton was, was like, destroyed in uh, Earth 1. Yeah, apparently we just didn't get those superheroes for whatever reason. Yeah. So, uh, Ray then also says, did Thawne fight Earth 1 Super in the future? Because Thawne references that, right? I know your cousin. I fought yeah. him or something, does he say? or? Yeah, so they're setting yeah. up a potential future storyline, which is cool. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool if we guest stars in Supergirl. Yeah. Um, Listers may... Oh, my God. Sorry. Just, I'm losing all this chat stuff here. There's so much stuff. Let me go back. Listers may says, Crisis on Earth X was much better than last year's crossovers, but I do like the reference to last year's crossover in the start of the Supergirl episode. Uh, oh. Carrie says about the kryptonite, I'm thinking Cisco might have synthesized some and gave it to Ollie. For what reason, I don't know. Well, maybe if he was preparing for a Supergirl to go bad, like Batman yeah. would, right? Like you said. Um, Reza says, love Colin Donald's return uh, as Tommy, right? Um, yep. That's, by the way, Mark, when I said there's one part you're going to love, that's what I thought you were going to love. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I think that was a nice nod to any fans that thought about that. That's yeah. Because that was your prediction things. last year. So I was like, yeah. oh, he's finally going to get some vindication. Yeah, and... <laughs> And he did a great job. He would have been a good, yeah, good man. bad guy. Uh, six, well, six, like five years, right, since he's been on? It's a long yeah, time. Pre- he's on a different show now, right? So that's why uh, uh, I, I heard Stephen, um, uh, Stephen posted something on Twitter about how, like, he, like, went from his job. Like, that guy, that guy plays Tommy. I can't remember his name. Colin, now, Colin Donald. And, yeah, and he, uh, he flew over there, filmed his scene. And then had to fly right back or something. It was like all big rush, but he he was uh, committed on doing it. So giving him kudos. Oh, cool. Good for him, man. Yeah. Uh, Sci-Fi Paul says, yep, I think they did skirt around the social issues, but I did think the way they wrote out Stein was really touching. I shed man tears over that. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that. That was actually, I think, yeah. the most yeah. well done thing of the... This and, is and he's a Jewish character killed by evil Nazis. Ray so actually predicted that um, that, that might happen. Uh Lister, Lister's mate wants to know, when did Diggle get ordained as a minister? We'll talk about that later, too. Uh, we'll save that for the end, because that's at the end of the episode. Oh, Stormy says, Dig married his brother and his wife, Carly. Oh, yeah, they mentioned that, actually, in this episode. That's why he got ordained. Um, Carrie says, oh, I didn't even realize this. Good catch, Carrie. He says, I'm deep diving early, but it was awesome to hear Susanna Thompson as Earth X Gideon and Dark Alley yeah. telling her to shut up. I didn't know that was uh, yeah. his mom's I voice. I looked her up because, like, that sounds like a different voice. I wonder who. I knew it was a different voice. Yeah, I didn't know it was her. I figured it would be something like that because, because you know, they're good about that casting nods to that. Uh, Retro outside the box says Kryptonite only works on the Kryptonian from that universe. Last I checked. Uh, So he's saying if it was a Kryptonite from a different. Well, I don't know about that. Well, it was interesting though that he shot. He shot like bad Kara. But it didn't really, it didn't affect her as much as it would have art, the car we know. Like, usually Kryptonite, they're like, they're on the floor pretty much, right? She was kind of like, oh, ow, that hurt. But I'm still standing she's here. she's a Nazi. So I, <laughs> so I guess she, maybe she, she could resist it more. 
Well, she was supercharged too. Remember? So yeah, they didn't say been. a whole lot about that. But yeah, she's supposed to be supercharged. I'm assuming. Wait, wait what something... does that mean? She used her credit card. <laughs> what do you mean supercharged? <laughs> That's why she was dying, right? Oh, you from the sun. You mean from the yeah. sun, right? Did you ever read All Star Superman when it no, came out? No, I didn't like that. I'm really. assuming that's a nod yeah. to that of how yeah. Superman was dying. I don't. So I didn't get that part. She was supercharged from her own son on Earth X. Yeah, which was a red sun. Is that right? Or no, a normal sun. I think it's normal. I think the skies are just red because that's a good way to make it look evil. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, so wait. How, why? How did she get supercharged? I don't understand that. Doesn't the sun give Superman and super their powers more or less? Yeah, I think it, they're like batteries soaking up. But if they get overcharged, it could. How, how does she get overcharged? I don't get it. Our, this car doesn't get overcharged. Superman doesn't get she, overcharged. She compared it to Icarus flying too close to the sun. So I don't know if she were supposed to take that. <laughs> so she just hangs around. She hangs out right near the sun. <laughs> All the time. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I just they I just felt like they kind of threw that in just like yeah, just accept it guys and move. <laughs> I think like uh, an all-star superman either it was over time or because he flew into the sun to do something and then he got poisoned by it because of it. It's it supercharged because the whole thing of all-star superman it's like an alternate version of superman and he's he finds out he's dying and it's like the last days of that and coping with that and stuff and and but it's all yeah. I think that's what they're they're nodding to, so. But that's something. The whole knots, all these characters. I think if we had had a better understanding of of their backstories a little bit, they would have meant more to us. Because there was a lot of. There just seems like there's a lot of stuff that happened that was not explained. Like why, like what you said, how she gets supercharged and stuff. You know why why that happened? <clears throat> how did Arrow become the leader of all these people? I mean. Yeah, because he was the Fuhrer, right? I, can I just tell yeah. you, by the way, that it took me probably like two episodes to know who the hell the Fuhrer was, that it was actually him. Like, yeah. was it, it him? Was it, was it Quentin? Like, what? I don't know, what was that? who was the leader of this of these Nazis? Yeah, it did take a while before they just spelled it straight out. I guessed it before that, but you're right. That, that's probably one of the few things that I'm like, yeah, you should have made that clearer. I think they just assumed we would say, since Ollie's kind of the, the grandfather of the Arrowverse. We just know he's going to be the leader on the bad side too. But eh, I don't assume that. I get promoted from mayor to, to king of the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's terrible promotion. Though. Since I mean, I mean, when it comes out, they do go like hell, fear, hell, whatever. But you're like, well, actually, Nazis say that all the time. It doesn't. Yeah, but there was, but all, like, but there was him. Car was there. The like, maybe Tommy was. There. I don't know. There were so many people there. Like, oh. who are they saying it to? Yeah, from that scene, I actually thought Supergirl was, or the evil Supergirl was the leader. You know, it makes a lot of sense, too. She's super powerful. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was confusing. Uh, Overgirl, right? Is what I guess what she was called in that. Is that right? I guess yeah. so. They don't really okay. say that either, but in the episode. No, they never really use, and he's called Dark Arrow. I don't know if they ever said oh, Dark Oh, is he? I, I, they, yeah. they really just use their like first names, I guess. <laughs> Overgirl, I think, is the only one they did come out and say. Did they? Okay. Yeah, a couple of times. In general, a lot. Uh, in the chat, Listers May says, I like how Ray Palmer saved Kara by shrinking down so small that he could stop the knife from cutting her. Raisa says, best entrance for that. Uh, yeah, that's and good. then Carrie says, Listers May, that was awesome. I'm pretty sure he had his eyes closed walking around Kara's bosom. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I liked whenever, uh, soon after that, whenever he like enlarged his hand and, and smacked. Mm. <laughs> that was pretty good. 
Oh, I will say that was one I saw. There was some meme on on Facebook that I had not even picked up on. I don't know how many minutes before I didn't go back and count, but some minutes before he saves her in that actually in that episode, she makes the comment to um, Thawne that my co- you know my cousin will find you or my cousin will save me or something like that. Well, technically, in some you know other way, her cousin was the one since he has been Superman before. Oh, that's true. Yeah, think of that. So, so I don't know if the writers intended that, but it's a nice kind of Easter egg. <laughs> kind so, of makes sense in a way because it's like, well, how's Superman going to find you on a different Earth? <laughs> yeah, he seems to always be busy. <laughs> yes, well, I mean that makes sense. He is a very busy guy. Obviously, he's Superman. <laughs> uh, so, what did you guys think of the? Uh, obviously, you know a few of the different actors got to play their you know evil doppelgangers here. Um, what did you think of that? Those portrayals. Yeah, was, uh, Overgirl was good. You know, Evil Ollie was pretty much Ollie. You know, he didn't really have, he didn't change too <laughs> that's, much. That's the thing. Like, some of the, I felt <laughs> Ollie was really still Oliver. <laughs> yeah. like, um, and like, he just I, moodier. I thought he, he's moodier. <laughs> I actually expected him as the leader of the Nazis to be way more evil than he was. I'm like, well, he's just kind of, I don't know. Okay, he's kind of like a little moodier, badder version of Ali. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to save his wife, you know, because he's a Nazi. I don't know. Now, uh, was Blackstone, Paul Blackstone, right? That played Lance? Oh, yeah. Blackthorn. Yeah, he, did a, or Black- he did an amazing yeah. job. It was like... He was good. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you so here's the thing. He was good. The one of my favorite actually was Wynn. I actually thought Wynn was awesome oh. as the Freedom Fighters leader. Yeah. I always yeah, like to good. see actors playing totally different than what their normal thing is. And that was a total like 180 for his character pretty much. Yeah. And it was totally believable. I was like, yo, he rocks as this one. I didn't yeah, that feel good. that as much with like, unfortunately, Oliver and Kara's characters. Um, no, not at all with Oliver because he was so close to the same. Uh, but, but Supergirl a little bit. She was different. As, yeah, but. Not as much, but she was still a little different. Yeah. When she was talking to herself, when they're in the waiting, you know, when they're in the operating room, and it's just the two, the two of them, sort of, you know, she gets to play both parts. But that whole speech she gives and how she comes across as so um, self-centered versus Supergirl's, you know, caring about everybody else first. Um, I thought she did a good job there of portraying the opposite, um, better than any of the other scenes. A lot of the scenes she's just, you know, a different dress Supergirl. But yeah. that scene, that scene she sold it. I thought. Yeah, yeah. that was the best scene. I agree. That's that's a little bit. I really wish. I don't know. Like that's. I just. It was a little weak for me. I wish the. I guess. I don't know. You know. They were really more distinct differences. You know. What you say about cold? Snart. Uh, you know uh, what? This is. You know, I do not like cold at all. But you know what? This is by far my favorite version of, of cold. We're good. He was good. good. We'll be back next week. He said he he purposely tried to make this performance very different than the other one too. Yeah, because he, he was he was kind of funny and you know like a cheerful and like <laughs> like this cold I could actually take probably. Um, yeah, pro- probably the only line the entire time that came across as the original cold was his entrance line. Oh yeah, I hate fire or whatever. But after that, he was completely yeah. different. That line was like, oh great, here comes cold. But then I was like, oh okay, it's a different cold. Good. <laughs> I will say the reasoning for him to stay on Earth One is absolutely preposterous. The way they did that. Um, hey, hey, husband. I don't know if they're married or not, but whatever. My boyfriend or my husband. I'm just gonna stay here. I just need to. And then Ray's like, "Okay, see you later." 
Yeah, what? that seemed pretty good. If that was any of the main close. characters, they would have this big, drawn-out, what, why, oh my god, I'm crying, blah, blah. <laughs> well, he said he's just going to stay for a while. You know, he but was why? A... It's ridiculous. I, I, I'm assuming he has some other some other goal in mind. He has uh, to cheer Mick up, I guess, or something. Now. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's got some other motive going on. I'm assuming. Um, I mean, I'm glad to see him. I, I'm just, he's going to be a Legends, right? So that'd be cool to see that dynamic again. Now he's not he's not coming back to Legends for good, right? No, 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 okay. no. If uh, anything, it sounds like the actor's leaving his recurring role pretty soon in the contract. So. <clears throat> oh, he's leaving so the cold won't... role. Yeah, okay. for for a while. So uh, yeah, I thought he left it last year for good. For good. <clears throat> um, Sci-fi Paul, there's lots of chat going on here. Says I thought Overgirl was hot. I much prefer Evil Supergirl. She's sexy, my ideal woman. Well, there we go. Now we know what he likes. <laughs> uh, Carrie says I'm glad we didn't get Evil Barry because we did that last season with Savitar. I want to come back to that in a second. Uh, Stormy Wood says seeing Earth X Felicity broke my heart. She was feeding starving children in the concentration camp. Emily Bett today said that was such a tough scene to film. And uh, uh, Carrie says, what's strange to me, why do doppelgangers have the same makeup hairstyles? <laughs> well, you know. Um, Lister's Mace says, I think Citizen Cold is going to help Rory deal with his doppelganger being gone. That's likely. Uh, let's go back to the thing about uh, Barry. So, since it was Oliver and Kara, I was expecting evil. Bear, Flash would make sense, right? But like he said, I figured, well, since they did that with last season, that's probably why they don't want to do it again. And that's what they brought in. Uh, well, uh, so, I mean, Kavanaugh playing, I guess, his role. His, I guess playing himself from first season of Flash, right? Because it's right. Thawne. That, that was, I didn't dig that choice. Like, I love Kavanaugh, but why is, how... And why Thawne? I guess, like, I don't know. Yeah. How is he still alive? He's died, like, twice now. Uh, I, don't, he's not, I think he's more than two. I think it's two or three or four times. Yeah. But he, he does that in the comics constantly, too. He dies and comes back constantly. That's just part of the reverse Flash. Why they change the face, I don't know if they want to get Kevin on more screen time or if the other actor, who I'm blanking on his name, wasn't available. Um, I get why they didn't want to do an evil Barry. He's the one character that had a reverse version of himself. It made sense to have the reverse Flash, but um, Kavanaugh is so great. I don't. I didn't mind. Kavanaugh is awesome. I agree. I I love watching him play all the different Wells. Ray says, "Thank you, Jeff. Feel the same." I think about the the Thawne thing. Um, but again, it was <laughs> yeah, weird thought... that he would he would take over what a Thaw another Harrison Wells from a different Earth. Is that what happened? <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I mean, this is supposed to be Thawne. That we've always always known somehow he's alive because he knows everything. It's he knew about the secret room and he knows everything. Yeah, no, it's definitely right. Or the mm -hmm. original Thawne that we knew, but it's just so weird. Like I'm gonna look like Harrison Wells again because he was such a handsome guy. Uh, I, I, I guess it was just to get to, to Barry, and because they, pro you know, production wise, probably need to do it. It sounds mm -hmm. like you know he might come back again and wear a different face. Who knows? So he might be like the master. To, oh, to he Doctor says Who he says that, that right? Like what? Oh, yeah. Wonder what face I'll be in next time. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of that's kind of different, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't mind his return so much necessarily. I just it was it just made something that's really really complex, just another layer of complexity, and took away a little bit from the whole Earth X storyline because now you have a supervillain team up with Earth X people, 
kind of taking away some of the limelight, you know, from him. Oh, um, yeah, because he's obviously not originally to that Earth like the other ones are. Yeah. So that kind of distracts a little bit from it all. Uh, plus, you know, how they resolved that in part four was, was silly. <laughs> yeah, I would have yeah. liked if they, they didn't want to do Barry again. I would have liked another hero being the triumvirate, like an evil hero that we know, you know. Whoever yeah. you want to make it. been Cisco. Been Jesse. Jesse Quick. Evil Jesse Quick. Oh, my God. I would have loved that, man. No, you know what? But it would have thought. He's like, now I'm, now I'm the daughter. <laughs> well, evil Wally, since he didn't get much to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I, I will say, though, Wally scene in the beginning kicks ass, man. Like, he had yeah. awesome action scenes. Like, he was, like, looked badass, which I was like, yes, they yeah. finally make Wally look good again. Yeah, that was awesome. I think he had, like, the best. It was the best part of that church fight scene was his stuff. And then they're like, uh, you can't go with us, Wally. I'm like, why not? I know, again. Because oh, we always do that. You can't right, go with right. And then Joe and Cecile, right? And like, and yeah. you got to get out of town. Well, because it's it's dangerous. Oh, like every other day in the life of us in Star Labs? And you don't go out of town then? It just, I know that's the thing. Whenever these big crossovers, they got to come up with goofy reasons for why certain characters have to leave and not be part of it, you know? It's either with Supergirl because if she's leaving her Earth, you know, only so many people are going to come. That was with easy, her. yeah. Just her and Alex. Yeah. yeah so but I like how they worked in Win. I wasn't expecting that. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they worked in a lot of them because they had Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah, right in the beginning. Yeah, that was good. Actually, they did great with the Supergirl people. Actually, I thought they got to be really cool characters. They just didn't get Martian Manhunter, I guess, at all. Uh, but he's got he's got a lot of really cool episodes this this year in Supergirl. So. Some cool oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, let me just see here in the chat. We got some cool stuff going on. Uh, let's see. Retro outside the box says Thawne is a living paradox as he exists out of, t- out of time. He's everywhere at once. Well, I guess that's how they explain it, huh? Right? Um, Stormy says, I don't understand Barry just letting Thawne go. It makes no sense to me. Exactly. Carrie says Wally should have been in the final fight. Yes. Jesus Christ. How, how much does Wally need to like train before they finally really let him be a freaking <laughs> right? hero? Because then while Flash is busy fighting, you know, uh, Reverse Flash, Wally could have been helping him out while he's like... What was Wally doing? He was supposed to protect Joe and Cecile? Is that the excuse? Oh, just whisk them off somewhere and come back. My God, it takes two seconds. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't like that he just let him go. That was really dumb. It was stupid. You're right. They could have made Wally the evil one. That would have been a good way to use him, too. Yeah. Just, uh, it was, uh, well... I thought about that. You can't because they're Nazis. They wouldn't yeah. work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Unless, unless I know, you I know what you're saying. That, I know what you're saying. Secret. But I actually think that could have been an interesting flip on the story. Like this is a maybe a world where the Nazis have, I don't know. It's not like the, the Aryan, but it's a different thing they want to oppress perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. No, I know. It's then tough. You gotta, if you're doing playing dangerous you ground there. there. Yeah, you are. If, if it's Nazis, I guess you're right. That's why I don't want it to be Nazis. I want it to be something diff- new, you know? Mm-hmm. Where you could have had different uh, characters like that then. Next yeah. year. Next year. They'll have something yeah. new. <laughs> it'll, it'll be Russians. I don't know. <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Reverse Flash. Letting him Reverse Flash go didn't make any sense at all. Like, I, I understand he, you don't want to kill him, but there's other options, you know? Like, knock him out. Something. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let's actually let's start talking about some of the B, like the relationship stuff, because there was a bunch of stuff going on here. 
Sci-Fi Pulse kind of gives me a good segue to the first one. He says, I felt the Alex and Sarah Lance fling was so obvious. I saw that coming a mile away, LOL. But that said, the stuff that happened afterwards where Sarah kind of helped Alex out worked really well. All right, let's start with the Alex and Sarah thing. Um, it did work. It was, ob- it was obvious, but it worked. Yes. It worked, yeah. So, K- Raysa maybe or Carrie, one of them a couple few weeks ago said, I think it was Carrie, said he thinks there was going to be a flirting scene with them. And I was like, God, I hope not. And Marcy, remember we were talking about how well they did the um, Alex and Maggie, right? How that we've, you said, we both said it was the best relationship that's ever been on what? A superhero TV show, I think you said, right? Actually? Yeah. Um, yep. I agree. And I think they handled it very well how they had ended it. And then we were saying, you know, like, I do not want Alex to you know, she needs time to respect that. Um, and then that's why when this first happened and, and they hooked up, I was so mad. I actually was like, I'm never fucking watching Legends again. I'm so fear- infuriated by this because uh, it was disrespectful to that relationship. I felt that they did such an amazing job doing this past two seasons of Supergirl. Um, then as it played out more, I understood why they were doing what they were doing. Like you guys, like this chat is saying you guys. It was a way for Alex to kind of, whatever, I guess, question her choice about right Maggie and then come to the conclusion that it was the right choice overall. I'll be honest with you, say, I don't think that had to be a storyline at all. She, I think we already got, she's, they broke up. I don't need her to go through that, you know, figure that out. Not in a, in, in a crossover either. So I didn't really need any of that, but whatever. I was less infuriated by the end of it. <laughs> like, I, I get what they were trying to do. And they were, I think they were, also trying to finally move Sarah past her, uh, I'm going to sleep with every character I come across with in the past uh, and get back to maybe having a real relationship, which is what I wanted her to be. Uh, and how, the, how she was originally introduced, she was not sleeping with everybody under the sun. Um, so if that happens, then it was actually good. If they finally get her back to trying to you know, have a meaningful relationship. Yeah, and I will say, I will say in, the, in the church fight, uh, you mentioned Wally stuff. I honestly thought the coolest fights were the Alex and Sarah teaming up on Prometheus all the way from the beginning where they both do the skirt split almost in unison, then tag teaming Prometheus back and forth. I, I just thought they worked. Their chemistry on screen worked really well. That, that's that's probably why I liked their scenes. It wasn't so much about the hookup. It's just the two actresses synced up really well on screen together. Mm. All right, cool. Uh <laughs> Carrie says, by the way, they caught Thawne before, but taking him out of time would kill Cisco, right? Is that true? What What is it? We have to do with Cisco? I, I forget. Th- Carrie, tell us. No, we're, we're forgetting. There's so much stuff to keep track of. <laughs> um, that's why we have you guys in the chat. Thank yeah. you for reminding of this stuff. All right. Alex, Sarah, done. Let's go to my favorite one. Stein and Jax. Um, so that was, I think that was actually probably, besides the main Nazi storyline, that was like the most given the most time, I feel, the Stein and Jax thing. Um, I have felt that was actually extremely well done. That was the most I was invested in this whole crossover was that, uh, it was really well written. It was well acted. Um, very emotional, particularly at the end. I think, uh, sci said he cried. I cried at the funeral at the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, like I really couldn't think they could have probably, it was a good farewell. I think for what do you guys think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Jax's best scene was actually after Martin passes away and he has to deliver the news, you know, to to his widow and you know to Lily. Um, 
that scene's where I started crying. It wasn't the funeral. It was that scene. That was the one where it kind of emotionally hit. But yeah, all the stuff between Martin and Jax was was very, very well done. And I did not see it coming. I knew he was leaving, but I didn't think they were going to kill him. I thought they were going to leave it open to coming back somewhere in the future. Marks? Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry they killed his character off for sure. Um, I guess it makes sense because they foreshadowed so early on that he was going to be leaving that this was a way to make a twist to that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but the scenes were really good and powerful. Um, so that's good. I'm still disappointed that he died though. <laughs> but nice to see one of the legends just set retire happily ever after. <laughs> but that doesn't happen very often in, in TV. You know, but, but it's, I, it's okay when, when they give him like a good, when they go out like doing something noble and good, like then I feel good about it. You know, I would have, it would have been nice if he gotten shot by a, a substantial character rather than some no-face Nazi guy. That would have been nice just because it would have been more mm-hmm. of a, like... Yeah, you know. but, I mean, the point was he gave up his life to save Jax, right? I think that was yeah. what the Oh, yeah, in the was. end, yeah. Well, that's what I kind of focused on. Um, in the chat, Story had said, going back to Alex Sarah, I did like Sarah mentioning Nissa. I missed that couple. Yes, that was good. Didn't bring back Nissa. She's on another show now, too, though. Uh, Katrina Law. Uh, Raisa says, I missed them, too. Sci-Fi Pulse. I was man-crying before the funeral. I was over by the time they did the funeral. Okay. Oh, he says, I only have a 30-second grieving process for television shows. All right. <laughs> uh, Stormy says, I'm not a Legends viewer, but I cried with a Stein death. He lived and died a hero. That is well said. They yeah. gave the Legends a lot of airtime in this crossover. So Yeah. Well, thank goodness it was Stein and him. Otherwise, I would have been like, Ugh. To all the legends. <laughs> uh, uh, let's one, see. One day. One day we have to get you on the legends bandwagon. Well, you know what? <laughs> Too bad you weren't here earlier. Two episodes this season, I raved about legends. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. The one Going I actually gave it, I gave it a four, Gideon, the perfect score for the ET one with uh, Ray. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Great. Okay. Yeah. That's the one I'd always tell people if you want to see what the show's supposed to be about, some would be better than others. That's the one to watch right yeah. there. If every episode was like that, oh my god, I'd be totally on board, Legends. Okay, good. I would love it. All right, let's see here. Uh, hey, let's go over to... Uh, who put, it says Iris and Felicity. Oh, I know what you mean. Oh, sorry, I didn't put that note in. You mean with them saving the day, right? Yeah, they have a lot of scenes yeah, together. Right. I was thinking Iris and Perry, but yeah, let's go Iris and Felicity first. Sure. Yeah, did you like that interaction between them? You know, whenever stuck in the facility by themselves, everybody else taken out? And a die hard moment. Yeah. yeah, do the die hard. Take on some Nazis. Do they mention die, do they make a die hard reference? Yeah. Yeah, lead the way, McLean. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. right. <laughs> uh, it was I'll, fine. I'll say this. Here, just any scene that has Felicity in it, I'm gonna love. I I'm just she's my favorite character from all four shows. So I'm gonna Game love time she's in. Talk about relationship stuff too, about, you know, her marriage and Felicity not wanting to get married and all that stuff too. That so, was yeah, that was good. That. that was good that they got to yeah. work talk about yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, and then because we, we got to find out why Felicity, which is what I was assuming she was probably going to say, why she was hesitant about it. Like there was an actual, real, legitimate reason, you know, why she was hesitant. Um, in the chat, by the way, uh, retro outside the boxes. Lily's son Ronnie gets grabbed from the future to become future Firestorm with present Jax. There's another possibility for the future Firestorm. Yeah. Um, Stormy, also, Stormy says it was great to see two women with no power stand up to evil that was cool yeah. but can I say one thing that kind of 
always irks me about, and not just Legends, or these shows, it's all shows and all movies pretty much. Like, all of the, whatever, normal hench people or whatever are always so incompetent, right? Like, whether it's, so, the Nazis, right? Or the stormtroopers in Star Wars. Like, any, anybody, any, like, you or me, you, well, Mark, you actually know a lot of martial arts, but, like, me, John Paul, like, anybody off the street could just go in and, well, we're going to knock these guys out, no problem. They're so idiots. <laughs> They're incompetent. So, technically, these are supposed to be trained military people. Like, try to think yeah. me taking on, like, a trained Green Beret or something. No, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Okay? That's what's going to happen. Well, you should jump from the ceiling and take my surprise then. <laughs> Aha! Thank you. I'm gonna, okay, i got to get into a vent, right? And then jump down from there. So well, I'm fine with them doing I'm, it. It's just, it's just such a, like, a, I guess it's like such a cliche. Like, I, sometimes I want to see these people actually be, like, kind of competent, the, you know, these soldiers that are supposed to be yeah. trained. I'm assuming they picked up a few moves over the years. They've been attacked a lot. I, mean, I would take some self-defense so class. Fine, it's fine, right? Nazis are getting beat up. That's fine, but still. <laughs> uh, to your point, you would assume because Ollie was trying to evil. Ollie was trying to save his wife. He probably, you know, he probably would have put together like an elite troop to come over. So you're right. You you have a point. He he should have had the best of the best coming with him. But it's like the worst I don't of the know. worst. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe just their hearts aren't in it. You know, they've been raised as Nazis, but they never really liked being Nazis. So they would let themselves be beat up. Maybe that's how we. Oh, all right. Maybe that's it. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, it's not like every every movie and show does it. So it's not just this. It's like yeah. just such a trope in uh, shows now. Um, Listers may says they give they. Yeah, they did give Legends a lot of airtime in the crossover with some of their best stuff and carried the whole crossover. Um, Sci-Fi Paul says what I was saying or any villains taking on the A-Team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I love the A-Team. <laughs> Uh, Felicity confronting Nazi Oliver to protect Kara was fantastic, says Stormy. Oh, yeah. Rice agrees that rocked. Uh, Carrie says that was powerful. Uh, Francis, who was our guest co-host the last couple weeks, says Francis, uh, Felicity has trained with Oliver in the past. That is true, actually. Well, a little bit. It doesn't seem like she really learns much in those sessions, but <laughs> I wish they had her actually learning more. But yes, yeah, she should. It's interesting. Actress that trains all the time. Uh, I, she's she's preparing someday whenever they decide to make her well, cause in the, do something actually <laughs> in the one where was it was it last year's crossover no when did she get to play that like one character that looked almost like Huntress but wasn't oh, yeah. yeah yeah that was a Legends episode yeah oh the right I was a Legends in the future was it the future one yeah. 2046 20, yeah. yeah 2046 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's that, cool although so I guess so she didn't even get to do too much there either but she got to do a little bit at least with action stuff. Yeah, before she died, yeah. Yeah, they just killed her off real quick. <laughs> of course, she has that chip in her spine. Maybe Mr. Trivia can just program it Matrix style. <laughs> just upload all the moves into it. Yeah. Her. Oh, my God. She's got, she's got it. She would absolutely have to say, I know Kung Fu, if that happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know all the martial arts. <laughs> You're right. There you go. That's a, that's a, that's a, to Francis. That's a thing to him. Um, uh, Sci-Fi Paul says, all right, that's good. He says, what do you make of Ollie and Merlin? Let's talk about that. I um well he means Tommy right Merlin yeah, I'm sure yeah, yeah. Tommy Merlin yeah. I again I think we talked a little bit about this I liked I I think it was great seeing Tommy back um it was cool to see those get, I get to interact with him since it's been so many years and see how much he still misses uh, Tommy it was like I also pretty much called it like when he was like trying to be repentant I was like oh he's just pulling an act like he's about to you know be like ah oh, you fucking idiot like I'm just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he played it well. You're right. I knew he was going to switch, but he played it really well. 
He did. He almost had me saying, wait, well, nah. It would have been an amazing Prometheus of Earth One if, if they had been able to do that. You're right. And at that point, we still didn't know definitely that Ollie was a Fuhrer. I was really thinking it was going to turn out to be his dad. That would have been a perfect way to bring back, um, you know. Oh, yeah. The, the better Merman. John the better Barrowman. Merman. Yeah, John Barrowman. Yeah, be well, role, yeah, because yeah. Barrowman wants to be done with this for a while. At least he should. Yeah. Um, Francis says, I wish Tommy was around longer. You bring the dude back, just to have a couple of scenes. Uh, earlier, I know you weren't here, Francis, but Marks had said it. He had to go, like, he flew in, did that scene, and had to go fly back to the other show he's on, right, Marks? Yeah, yeah. So, of course, yeah, I think that was the, the actress. He really had to, I guess, change his schedule just to be able to do that one scene. So, um, yeah. Otherwise, they probably would have worked him in more. That's probably why he could be Prometheus last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sci Fi says, I think Felicity is preparing to be a super villain. So she doesn't need the train because she does not want to appear too confident as to live up to the cliche. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't Secretly think they are turned. doing that, but I think that could be cool if Felicity was a, turned into a villain. But I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah, it'd be nice to see evil Felicity sometime. Yeah. Lester May says, do you like the actor who played the minister? He's talking about William Catt, who Marks told us last week was going to be playing the minister. He looked much different than when he was younger playing the greatest American hero. I thought that was great. That he was the minister. Uh, it was so, it was so like, now, was tra- now he's ashes. I was traumatizing. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, they disintegrated him. <laughs> he should have been wearing the suit. Too soon. Yeah. He didn't get too to soon. say any cool lines, nothing to, if you didn't recognize him or no, you missed it. I know. It. I totally wanted him to say something, believe it or not, at some point in the, the, yeah. the thing. Believe it or not, I haven't actually known these people before. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah, want to say, believe it or not, you're married, thing. but. <laughs> all right let's uh who else we got here all right well let's go bury iris it's obviously a big thing i mean the whole thing starts off with their their wedding right um what um so what i guess what did you think of the whole bury iris storyline in this yeah it's good i like how yeah. there was a natural way to get all the characters together by having the wedding so it's very uh classic superhero wedding where things oh, go yeah. wrong they always yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Made it very memorable. It's, I'm sorry. I, I wish. I mean, we we're going to talk about it later, but you know the the ending was still very good. But it was kind of a shame they couldn't do the I do's, you know, at the wedding itself because those Nazis. <laughs> now they ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. No. They 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 seem very natural together. You could tell they've been working together for quite a while. Just in the church fight, right as the Action's about to begin. You know, they they bend down at, at, at the front, kind of kneel down next to each other. You know, the I love you, I love you back and forth. Be safe. You know, they trust each other. They wanted to make sure to say one last comment and then do their each do their own thing. Um, and it didn't come across as cheesy. It came across as very believable for characters that have known each other and been in these situations. Um, much better than we're both Flash or whatever it was. You know. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. She said, we're, we're the Flash or something, right? Or, we're the Flash. Yeah. yeah that, that one came across a little cheesy. I I didn't mind the sentiment. It just didn't come across as strong as this one. And this one, I believe those two characters were getting married right then. Uh, it worked. Sweet. Uh, Francis says, I actually wondered this myself. Why wasn't Ray Palmer invited to the wedding? Yeah, because they... I know why all, some of the legends are new, right? And they, they, don't, they don't know those people. So, I, okay, I get whether it's yeah. Zari and vixen and stuff but they know ray as much as they know sarah and jacks right i think yeah. the world still thinks he's dead maybe 
they just again this is just the thing about well we don't want him to come in until part four of the episode so he made a good entrance though maybe he was there he was just shrunk we don't know he's hiding mm-hmm. <laughs> uh licious mate says uh, oh francis says, did you talk about joe's weird speech about his kids getting married <laughs> we have not um uh, so i don't know i mean the speech overall i think was good the sentiment was very nice obviously i do gotta say when he, when he said my kid's getting married i was like oh it's so weird your kids are getting married to each other yeah. um and i know not everybody like i think marks you think it's fine but i know cammy and me are like cammy has been on the show from arrow squad we think it's a little just still a little weird that two brothers and sisters who wrote got wrote are getting married a little bit like i'm fine with it i get it but they're not really related but still they grew up that way <laughs> it, it it comes across a little creepy at times <laughs> yeah. just a bit just a little I bit try, you know i try to ignore it yeah yeah um, they, were na- they were they've always known each other as they knew each other originally as uh friends parent the yeah. parents of friends and stuff like that yeah. so before they before he moved in that helps a little bit a little bit yeah yeah uh listeners mate says they didn't explain the interdimensional mailing system through how, how did car get the letter about the letter from barry's earth joking he says um what i do like though is that it was the day, what, the day before the wedding? These people were, they were all doing the different scenes, right? They were introducing all the different people. Yeah. And they, Felicity was like, she checked off the thing. Why are you checking it off? Are you, you're going to mail it overnight or something? <laughs> like, how are they going to receive it? It's the next day. They have ways. Just tell them you're coming. Just Flash just runs by and just, grabs just, it all. Just text them. Yeah, okay. Well, that could be yeah. true. That works. <laughs> Uh, all yeah. right, well, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, well, they had Cisco, you know, for Supergirl at least, getting the, the thing over to her. So, who, uh, who conveniently got put into a, like a mini coma whenever they need right. they could really use that power? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how so many co- people go into comas, right? Just when you need them the most. I know. They got to have some brain damage. <laughs> uh, Sci-fi Pulse. This is about um, the Barry and Iris be kind of growing up as brother and sister. It's fucked up. I never married my sister. It took me years to get her married off to the dude she is with. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'll leave it to Ian to have some great comments in the chat. All right. <laughs> All right. That's Barry Iris. Let's talk Oliver Felicity. Or Elicity, if you prefer. Um, it's a done deal now. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. So I guess... So fortunately, I've come around more to Elicity this season. I think you have two marks, right? Um, yeah, yeah. They've done a good job this so season. So I was actually okay. I'm okay with them getting married. Um, people who hate a Felicity, I'm sure, are not filled with that at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people out there who are just, I don't know, there's, I guess, a Reddit channel that changed from an Arrow-centric one to a Punisher one, and they've done that a couple different times. Oh, because of Elicity? And then they come back. Yeah. Then they oh, come really? back. But um, I it seemed natural. It seemed like a natural progression. Um, just, just worked. I mean, like you said, even y'all, if y'all didn't like it before and it was okay now, it's, it's been such a natural, gradual progression uh, from last season to this one. It just felt like, okay, that it makes sense right now. It does. They did it the right way. They, they slowly built it up and it makes sense. And again, 
you know, at first you might say, oh, well, that's messed up. She's saying no to him. But uh, but again, you get I get the reasoning. She's worried about because what oh, it's happened before and that she doesn't want anything yeah. to happen to him, you know, in that in the relationship. So it made sense yeah. where she was coming from. Um, and then it all works out. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. So before we get to that, though, let me go back in the in the in the, the wedding scene at the beginning. There's some like server or waitress, a young woman talking to Barry. What what yes. was the deal with that? It was like in a prolonged scene. Oh. So is it is this somebody I should know who this is? She almost came out like she was a super fan of Barry, or she knows him somehow. She's either, yeah, what? either it's put in there just for people like myself or Marks, if he knows the story as well, and for anybody else, oh well, just enjoy the scene. Or she's coming back, and hopefully because they cast you know an actress of some name, she's coming back. She's because, coming back. Yeah, well, wait, well, it's who? Jenny. Uh, Jenny Jenny Ognatz is got to be who it is. Um, she's excess from the Legion of Superheroes in the future. She's Barry and Iris's granddaughter. She's also, I don't know if it's granddaughter, but something like that of the Reverse Flash, Eobard Thawne. Kind of a neat little twist in there. But if you look look up a picture of excess, the letter X, letter S, and the actress from that show, it's exact. It's, it's like they created a character based on that actress's look. It's so perfect. Jenny Ogden is her name? Ognetz, I believe Ognetz. it is. And she's yeah, something like that. She's you're saying she's the the granddaughter of Barry and Iris. Yeah, it's a long story. But she has something to you do know, with the Legion as well. Yeah, but, um, she's, but she's not obviously. Okay, so she's traveling through time, is what you're saying. She's traveling through time. I, the the five second version in the pre crisis Earth, Iris is really from the future, and Barry got to retire happily ever after before he died in crisis, and fathered kids who later fathered kids and she came out of that that's why she's in the future that a thousand years in the future instead of just a couple generations it's a really long story but mm. um well that makes it's, perfect it's good it's good timing because she has legion ties and we have legion popping up over at yeah. supergirl yeah well that makes sense why she was so like interested in barry then and like so kind of happy around him. like that totally makes sense then it's her grandfather um, yeah and a lot of people are saying that it could be Don. Um, Barry and Iris have twins, Don and Don Allen. And a lot, <laughs> There's a lot names. of names. I know. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people are saying it could be Don or Jenny. Well, first of all, she looks identical to Jenny from the comics. But also, in her little um, interchange there with Barry, one of the phrases she says, and I went back and watched it like 10 times. I mean, the Legion. You know, it's just the Legion for me. That's yeah. the thing. Um, and one of the phrases, she, she, there's a pause, and she says, I'm just so excited. And she puts an emphasis on excited. Yeah, okay. And with the word, I'm excited. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm excess. I mean, to me, that was the giveaway for the fans that know it. And if you don't, eh, just watch the scene and enjoy it and move on. Who is the, Mark, do you have it up? Who's the actress who, they, who played her in the phrases? Oh, the actress, it's, it's uh, I don't have it up, but it's something Kennedy, um, she was in like a secret circle, or big, something she's well known for. Okay, but you you think they're going to have her come back? Got to. Yeah, I know they're going to have her come back, because the producer said that she will be back. Good. Oh, Good. all right, cool. Awesome, all right, that's, well, thank you, that's, that makes that much, make much more sense now, <laughs> why they, <laughs> why they focus on that scene so much. Uh, well, they could... Well, I would say they could also blend it. She had a cousin, Bart, who was sent Impulse. back to the present time. Impulse, who was sent back to the present, you know, to our present, to learn from Wally and Barry 
and Jay Garrick and such to learn how to use his powers. It could be they just forget about Bart and just have Herbie the one sent back to learn how to use her powers. That might work. Yeah, I was wondering about that. They're just going to kind of merge those together. They do yeah. that sometimes. So yeah, that's actually in Super. Uh, sorry, in Smallville, that's what they use. It was Bart Allen. That's the character yeah. they use. Impulse. Yep. I think mainly just because they couldn't get the rights to the Flash though at that time in Smallville. <laughs> Uh, in the chat, Francis says, I was kind of a fan of the evil Ollie, evil Kara business. I think it's in Stephen Amell's contract to kiss as many women in the Arrowverse as possible. <laughs> it's tough. Actually, we never talked about that, really. Did you did you kind of like that they had the Akara and Oliver and the evil versions kind of together and he was trying to save her? Or... I mean, it gave obviously some, you know, they're trying to, I think, you know, put something behind their character where you weren't, you weren't just hating them, right? So Yeah, yeah. That's good that they were trying to do that. And I liked uh, Supergirl's reaction. She's like, ooh, yeah. gross. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it for that alone. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah, that was funny. Lister's mate says, I think Felicity asking Oliver to marry her during Iris and Barry's wedding was kind of selfish. It's stealing the groom bride big day for someone to propose, much less get married during the ceremony. I see your point for sure. But since it was such a like a kind of at this ad hoc thing in the middle of the park out of nowhere, right? I thought it was okay. Cause it wasn't like during the church ceremony and they already, they already ruined the rehearsal there too. Yeah. <laughs> well, mainly cause yeah. Felicity brilliant it out so much. Oliver's trying to be low key about it, but <laughs> yeah, I, I was at first kind of like, well, I don't know if this is the right time for that, but it works. It worked out well. It was touching to have both of them get, it bonds them together too. Is the both shows and those characters a little closer like we got married on the same day <laughs> kind of deal mm. well let's talk about that uh, let's talk about the dual wedding oh sorry do you have something else to add oh one thing the actress is named jessica parker kennedy in case you oh wait that. i know that name what else has she been in she's been in black sales you might know oh that. black yeah. sales yes i love black sales i watch all of that i know okay max she seems like she's been in all wait, of it so. she is max in black sales isn't she Oh my god, she looked totally different in this. I did not place her at all. Holy shit! She does go... look very different in her pictures. Yeah. Oh my god, like seriously, like I would not have guessed that. That I did not recognize her at all. I gotta go back and watch that episode. I mean, that part of the, the crossover again. Wow. All right. Cool. She's good then, man. Because in in, in Black Sail, she has like uh, more or less a French accent, I guess. And obviously here is like what basically totally American. Uh, in this. Yeah. Just hyper excited. Yeah. It's very excited. Yeah, she was. <laughs> From a future with really weird names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Jenny's a normal name, though. That's her name. Well, they're, they're last names. Like, oh. they're, well, okay. Ag- Agna and then like... Thon. Thon's a weird name. Eobar Thon. That's a weird name. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, wait, doesn't somebody joke about this in the crossover? Eobard? Yeah, somebody did. Was it Felicity or who, who did that? Might be Felicity. Uh, all right, let's talk about the dual weddings at the end. Um, I thought it was very, actually, that's probably my second favorite moment after the, the Stein stuff. Um, I thought it was very sweet. It was a nice way to end the crossover. Uh, I like, I liked a lot that they brought Diggle in so he got actually to be in the crossover. Um, and, yeah, he uh, threw up. <laughs> right. Well, that's a running joke, and I like that they still do that. With, um, yeah, it was cool, and the vows were very nice. And it was nice that he got to marry Oliver and Felicity, you know. Um, I don't know. What do you guys and he's, think? He's the one character made sense that he wasn't there because he's still struggling with that nerve damage, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was great. 
I thought it worked out really well. Yeah, give him a happily ever after. You know, if you just want to pop in, watch this movie, and be done with it. You know, <laughs> happily ever it, after the end. We needed it after the downer of the death. You know, then this was a nice way to rise it back up and yeah, end it on a good note. Although I do wonder if there'll be any significance to the fact that Barry and Felicity said I do. Uh, not sorry, Ollie and Felicity said I do. Barry and Iris did not say I do. And Jenny in that earlier scene said, "Don't forget to say I do." What did they? I, I what do they know. say? They just say their vows, and that, and then they. Yeah. Oh, and then Felicity interrupts. Yeah. Oh, Felicity, man, come on. <laughs> so who said I do? Oliver and Felicity, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, only them. Because because Felicity jumped in and said, "Oh, marry me," before they could say I do. I guess. Yeah. Is the I, doubt I is the matter. I and I'm sure it won't. Is the <laughs> I do though? Like, is that? I know everybody says it, but like, does it have to be said to make it official? Probably not, really, right? Probably not. As long as he says, "I pronounce you," you know, yeah. husband and wives or whatever. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird. Husbands like, and wives, just, or I don't know. Are they all getting married? All four together? <laughs> uh, in the chat, Sci-Fi Paul says, "I actually we haven't talked about this yet much." Uh, I really liked how they did the Ray, and for those who didn't know, Russell Tovey, who plays the Ray, played the werewolf in the original UK version of Being Human, also guested on Doctor Who. Yeah, that was good. The Ray was cool. Yeah, the Ray was yeah. cool. Yeah, Ray was interesting. Ray and Cold's relationship. Um, we didn't get a whole lot of Ray. There's supposed to be an animated uh, movie or, ser- or web series that's going to have the Freedom Fighters and Ray. I'm assuming it's all before this. So we might get some backstory to explain some stuff, maybe, um, because because they just killed like all the main bad guys. So I don't see who they're going to be fighting. Uh, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if that helps explain some of this backstory. And it's really weird. It's not already released. I think there must be something must have happened to delay it because it's really weird timing. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to come in. Jan- At this point, I think it's supposed to come in January. But they do still have an entire world full of Nazis. So, I mean, they still got a lot of people to fight. That's true. Quentin's, I mean, Quentin's still around, right? The evil Quentin. <laughs> well, hopefully he's not that tough. <laughs> not no, that he what? was quite smart. He's, oh, wait, was he, was he in the basement of Blue? Well, yeah, maybe he wasn't there, right? Well, we don't know, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess their their device is still around, right? They didn't blow up the facility. so. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we don't know. I, didn't, I never did understand why this guy was red either. That was kind of weird. It was a crisis. Yeah. You gotta have red skies with a crisis. So red sky crossover became a thing, and maybe this was just their nod to that. I don't know, but it, I, I liked it. <laughs> I, I, it was a crisis and it had red skies. It, it, it works. I don't know. Well, didn't the old the newspaper of the future didn't it have a red sky whenever Flash supposedly disappears in the future because yeah. of a crisis, right? Yeah. So I hope they do another crisis. I hope they do a crisis of Infinite Earths version. Someday soon down the road, that would be pretty awesome. Um, see, I don't. My thing is like this is why I stopped after a while. Like in the comics, I stopped reading all those huge crossovers they would do like every year. Well, that's what I got to seem like every year they were doing them. Um, yeah, they do pretty much anymore. And yeah, I mean, I I get they do them. It's same thing why these shows do them, right? Because they they bring in well, these bring in the ratings. The comics, they they know people buy them. They're trying to. You know they they sell right. Uh, those never like like Civil War did. I mentioned this. I think Civil War is one of the best storylines ever that have been done in comics. That one worked. One reason I think that worked is that was about something a real social issue and something like really interesting to talk about and, and explore. And they did that very well. 
But most of these, like a lot, particularly a lot of the DC ones, unfortunately, in the comics, they're just they just throw like every superhero and villain in the planet all together, and there's just big battles. And I don't like care. There's like no story really. And I don't nothing like I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like I just stopped reading them. And this is part of the problem here. Like even though they did try to take the time with the individual characters, I still much prefer when they just do like single crossovers. Like when one character, right, when Car comes over the Flash or Arrow will go over to whatever and just like one or two characters i just think that's i've so much more enjoyed those and they can just focus on those characters instead of trying to it's so hard when you're trying to work everybody in together you know and i don't that never works as well for me and i actually wish they would stop doing cross these crossovers these four part they're not going to because they're the biggest ratings of the year for them so they're absolutely not going to do it yeah they call it the super bowl on cw for the ratings yeah that's that's that's, yeah but that's the thing like they're doing it for ratings they're not they're not like, we need to do a crossover because we have this amazing story we're so passionate about telling. I think they're just like, we got to do it because it brings in our best ratings of the year. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, it's... It, it, they do a good job doing things that you see in comic books, but one of the things that is bad in comic books is when you do the crossovers too much and it starts dictating uh, the plot flow of all the other stories. Because, you know, would Arrow, would Oliver put the suit back on this soon? in the storyline if, if the crossover wasn't happening you know would we've would they have uh, did more of that storyline with uh, with a different arrow or were they forced to have to put him in that costume that soon because mm-hmm. of this of this uh crossover you know that kind of stuff can get in um can affect stuff with that said they've done a good job having these relationship um be storylines that 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 actually bleed into the crossovers uh so I do appreciate they're doing that. So there's some more depth to it. <clears throat> so I think they just what they need to do next time when they do one is just interweave better villains and maybe even foreshadow some of it in advance before the crossover. So it m- seems to build up to something more. Does that make sense? It does. <clears throat> you just want to be careful because usually, like you said, the ratings are so much higher on this. You're going to bring in so many people who only watch this. You know, the people who go see Justice League at the theaters the people who pop in for one episode, you don't want to have so much you have to know. If they can do it carefully, build a backstory for the regular watchers and then make it as clean as possible for the new people. Um, I'd go, I agree. I think, I think they should not try to top this one. Um, this one was so many people and it worked really well, but don't try to top it. I'd rewind a little bit and go with something like um, identity crisis. You oh. Don't do identity. Now don't do I love identity, identity crisis. crisis. No. Yeah. You'd have to do, you know, inspired by because you don't have Superman and Batman and such. But pick a handful of these characters and do a murder mystery around them. So even us who know Identity Crisis go in not knowing who the murderer is or anything like that. That would work really well. Um, oh, I, I think, like, and I like that's that smaller. Idea. Yeah, that's, that's smaller, smart. but still has a good number of people, a good crossover around it. That's yeah. a really smart that would be idea. a good change of pace for the next one they do. But I would still like to see a crisis of infinite earths someday down the road. So someday. All right. All right. I love the identity. Uh, Cause I actually like the identity crisis a lot, but also just the idea of the murder mystery is really smart. I think that's a cool idea. Um, Another one would be good is if they eventually do a true legion of doom and that's the storyline they bring together. Oh some of the best. Please, please not that fake legion of doom. <laughs> Last year. Well, they were so much fun, though. No, but it's not the Legion of Doom. 
I know what you mean. <laughs> do the do the Injustice League instead of Legion of Doom. Do the just Injustice League mm, or, or that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. Either whatever you want to call them, it'd be fun. Um, in a different type of fun. A different. Yeah. Any, uh, by the way, folks, I think we have, we might have gone off air for a few seconds. I think we should be all good to go, though. Sorry about that if that happened. Uh, but uh, so anyway, any last uh, last things here? Anything we didn't mention? You guys want to bring up anything that you know was good or didn't not so good? Or I mean, I didn't like. I didn't understand the Nazi version of the Wave Rider ship. I didn't understand that connection to how they had their version of that ship. So there's something in the backstory I would have liked to have had to make to explain that. <laughs> Maybe there was a Legends team that came back and they all got killed by, by Dark Arrow. I don't know. Uh, that would have been nice because um, it just seemed kind of random and it seemed like they did it just because they wanted you know the two Wave Riders to fight. Um, Maybe I also. That's why- well, I was going to say, maybe that's why the Nazis won on that Earth. Maybe that version of the legend screwed up time and the Nazis won. Oh, that's, I could believe oh, that. Yeah. I could totally believe it. That's what I, happened. It would work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one thing, story flow-wise, I didn't understand. I thought it was kind of weird was whenever they capture a bunch of them, take them to a prison camp on their Earth. I don't know how complicated that is because I never understood what their base of operation was on, on Earth, Earth 1. But uh, uh, And then just to have put them put up those necklace things on and all that stuff just to then go take them out to go shoot them and i was like what why did you go that that's a lot of effort just to kill them right off the bat so that was kind of weird just i know it was because they wanted to show the camp and stuff but i think they're they could have explained that a little bit differently yeah i think that was i think that was quentin going off book evil quentin it might have been what he's supposed to be might have been. It would, it would have made more sense if like a couple of them try to fight back and then they they knock him down. He's like, I don't care, you know. Fira said I could, you know, whatever. And if they just happened to die, oh well, you know, maybe something like that would have made it pay off. Because otherwise, I was sitting there going, Why did they go to all this trouble? Just didn't have some henchmen people kill them. <laughs> it's just they were back there. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, let me in the chat here. Francis says, I think this particular crossover actually did a good job of getting character beats in with Sarah, Alex, Stein, Jacks, and even Roy Leo. It did. I, I mean, I agree. Much better than I think last uh, year's one. It did. That was like uh, definitely a deliberate effort on their part to do that. Lister's Mate says, for more crossovers, they should be showing more Earth-1 characters meeting doppelgangers of themselves. Okay, so he liked the doppelganger thing. I mean, that's always fun. You know, yeah, the parallel Earth yeah, versions. Yeah. Francis says, Evil Quentin and his weird accent. <laughs> I think yeah. they did a good job. He did. I, I thought he it. did, yeah. I hope Evil Quentin's still alive and comes back at some point because they'd just be neat. He joins up with uh, Black Siren. <laughs> oh, geez. That would work. That would Yikes. work. Just yeah. like, this is the dad I've always wanted. Oh, it's boy, great. yeah. <laughs> what, I uh, say, some, of the, some of the stuff I love, just some of those little moments. The um, general, you care to step outside. Um, you know, the, when Supergirl did that, there was the call back to Christopher Reeve doing it with General Zod. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a great little moment. Uh, we already talked about um, the embiggens when Adam enlarges his hand. Every little scene with Mick. I mean, Mick was just great. Mick wearing a dress in oh, Martin yeah. Stein's house. Oh, uh, just all those little bitty moments. Um, the Adam riding the T-sphere in the battle. Um, Ooh, there's, just, yeah. there's so many little moments that only take a two or three seconds on screen, but just added up to such wonderful memories and it 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 made the whole thing it made it made me overlook some of the bigger holes in the story 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was this was way more complex and intricate, um, with lots of different storylines going on than than the last crossover. Like, it's ten times more massive uh, what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so th- and that's why they're going to have plot holes like that a little bit because they're they got so many moving parts going on and they got to do it fast. I think I think it took took them they all those actors pretty much or not all of them but a lot of them. Had to pretty much take six weeks just to film those four parts to get that done out of their production schedule. So it was worth it. It was worth. Uh, I see one last thing you put here, Mark. You said the Man of Steel catch. Is that something you didn't like, or? Oh, you know, I I didn't get it. I I feel like there was some. There must have been an editing error or something there. Like when a Man of Steel. Not man when of steel. steel. When Steel when catches, steel. catches car, right? Yeah, and he's like. You know, I figured it took a man of steel to catch a girl still with a lot of help. And I was like, with a lot of help? What do you mean a lot of help? And it also didn't make any sense that you just caught her like two feet from the ground. That made a big difference. So I feel like there was something there that I either missed or didn't get or got cut out in an accident or something. Because like maybe she got thrown up there and grabs her and then he takes the impact by landing or I don't know. Did you did uh, you guys? If he'd said luck instead, that would have made more sense. Just yeah, that one maybe, word change. Oh, maybe that's what you meant to say. I was just kind of thrown by it because it was like, mm, I feel like maybe I missed something. Maybe something I, I cut editing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it really at all because I'm like, why does he have to catch Supergirl? Number one, you're not the Man of Steel. That's Superman. Superman is going to kick your ass uh, for stealing his freaking moniker. <laughs> so like, shut. How, the fact that he can even compare himself to the Man of Steel because that guy is not that well, amazing. He hasn't met Superman. He does not from he the know, Earth. He knows what. Wait he's a not from that Earth. What, That's oh, what, Earth. Earth is he, what Earth is he from? He's not he's from, from Earth, Earth 1. Oh, he's, he's from Earth 1. Oh, yeah. so he doesn't know, I guess. And his name uh, his name is Citizen Steel, so he's, he's got yeah, Steel in his name. I know. You know? Uh, I don't want to hear me refer to his Man of Steel. <laughs> I hope Superman actually gets in one of these crossovers, though, because that would be yeah. awesome. That's the thing. If you're going to put him in, you might as well put him in the crossover. Yeah, I, I hope they do someday. If they should do, at some point, you know, Legion Doom and Justice League, whatever you want to call them, bring in Luther, Lex Luthor breaks out, puts together a bunch of Gorilla Grodd and whoever else, and Superman joins up with them to fight him or something. That would be pretty awesome. Mm. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Francis says, this may be the poor man's Justice League, but yeah, better than the actual Justice League. Uh, if you mean the movie, sir, well, Francis didn't like it as much when he gives it, but I, I know you missed the, my review, Francis. I actually loved it. So I, the real Justice League is much better than this poor man's Justice League, I think. <laughs> but, um, although they only had one villain. Was Steppenwolf? Uh, yeah, but Step, okay, please. Steppenwolf compared to uh, See, like it's like my axe. I love my axe. Yeah, I don't but, want to break. <laughs> okay, I mean, compared to evil, evil car is tough. Yes, evil Oliver compared to Steppenwolf. Please, what is he gonna do? Shoot an arrow at Steppenwolf? Oh no! Shoot my boxing glove arrow at you. Yeah, don't don't mock the boxing glove arrow. You know, oh, that's, like we, that's, that's how, how we do our ratings. You know, I love the boxing glove arrow, <laughs> but arrow doesn't stand a chance against Steppenwolf. I'm sorry. Well, no, as Not much even, of a chance as Batman. You know, technically. Well, Batman's not taking out Steppenwolf without the Justice League with him either. Well, yeah. <laughs> takes the whole Justice League to take, you know, to go against them. Um, and then... Oh, and I like the, I like the nod, real quick, the nod back to the crossover from last uh, oh, season yeah. when she fought the Dominator. He's like, that's so last year. 
Oh, and also the crossover musical crossover because she sang the song that was the big uh, yeah. original I song like that they wrote. she sang. Yes, that was a very nice song. And that was from that that crossover. That song was. So. Wait, well, the song was from the crossover. Yeah, yeah it was one of the, the, the original one of the original original ah. song they made for it. It's the one that Barry sang to uh, to Iris at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's good. Oh, it makes more sense than the Super Friends song. <laughs> Even though that was yeah. my that was my favorite from the musical. <laughs> oh, and I love the fact that they redeemed Red Tornado. They got rid of the memory of the horrible Red Tornado they did on Supergirl, and here was the real Red Tornado in this. That was that was great. See, it was cool visually. To see him back. He was perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was they destroyed him. Well, yeah, but at least they, if you're going to destroy him, at least we wiped out the old memories of that horrible <laughs> styrofoam suit or whatever it was. Oh know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully we'll see another Red Tornado. Hopefully it won't get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool to see Red Tornado. It was a nice surprise. Um, especially since it was from the good guys. Mm-hmm. Sort of guy. Francis says, oh, I'm sad I missed the review. I'll have to listen to it later. Yes, please go back. Go back. Uh, Jean-Paul and I shared our thoughts on Justice League. And uh, Francis also says the team would be too overpowered with Supergirl and Superman. That's just not fair. I mean, yes, they would be very superpowered, but I mean... Just one of them alone is really overpowered, right? So maybe um, they got one big bad they have to fight. They got to fight Dark Side over here. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else sticks on the other guys. That's what it is. And Sci Crisis. To what? Or do Crisis. The, yeah. the Crisis and have them fight the Anti Monitor. There you go. I know. I would love to see that live action. Sci Fi says, I still want to see a three part episode with Arrow and Green Lantern, which can be loosely based on the comic that Denny O'Neill did. Yeah, he's yeah. he really just wants Green Lantern and Arrow so bad. Like he, he brings this up all the time. And I'm sorry, I, I don't think we're ever gonna see it though. So never say never. Yeah, you know. Forever. That's true. It would be expensive though to do. Oh yeah. That's part of it. Francis says, more Marvel references in DC TV. Okay, third week in a row, by the way. He's totally right. Third week in a row they made a Marvel reference on on yeah. the, the shows. Yeah. Oh, the Spider Man reference. Like was it this time it was what? Spidey sense? Right, because 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 uh, Stein was going to give him uh, uh, powers of a was it a fly? Oh. Yes. whatever. It was. Wait, that, that was one of the best lines. Oh, I'll be the spectacular sticky man. Great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is great because yeah, spectacular that... Spider Man was one of the comics I used to read as a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, like how they're deliberately doing it every week now. Yeah, I know it's weird. I you know, whatever. Yeah, they've always had a friendly rivalry. That's just part of it. Maybe they're yeah. trying to maybe they're trying to convince Marvel to do a crossover. Like somebody said that last week, right, Marks? So the chat yeah, that's, I would love that. That'd be awesome. Maybe they'll do it. Warner Brothers like, is like, oh, we need to raise up our box office after that last movie. Let's do a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Justice League versus Avengers. Which Justice League would be very powerful against them. But. Yeah. Oh, Justice League's winning. I don't know. Thor, Thor and Hulk. Hulk's pretty tough. Okay, you're right. You got Thor and Hulk, but then you got Superman and Wonder Woman to counter them. And for my money, the more Superman and Wonder Woman are going to win. Yeah. Uh, who, do you, who, who do you got? Nobody. Cap- Captain America versus Batman, maybe? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, Flash versus... Well, Quicksilver's dead, right? In, yeah. in, that, in that MCU ver- version? Yeah. So who would fight Flash? Or Cyborg? Who would fight them? 
<laughs> Iron Man versus Cyborg. Iron Man versus Cyborg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Flash. I don't know. Uh, I guess I don't know. See that? That's why Justin's gonna win, though. Flash. The Scarlet think... Witches, hexes, and stuff uh, might count. Yeah. Them. Okay. That could be true. Yeah. She's Maybe. like, my brother used to be fast. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lister... with him all the time. <laughs> uh, Lister's mate says Ant Man versus the Atom. That would make sense. Oh yeah. Who's going to take on Aquaman? Namor. Nobody can swim as yeah, well as Yeah, if we, if we, we don't have Namor in the movies yet, but yeah, that would that would obviously be... Namor is pretty, pretty uh, tough dude, I have to say. It's, it's funny. If neither of y'all ever read the DC versus Marvel miniseries they did back a decade or two ago, it was, it was fun. Uh, Aquaman just summons a whale to land on Namor and wins and things <laughs> like that. That's right, because Namor can't actually control marine life right. Right, or communicate. Right. Yeah, he's just he can fly and he's super strong. Yeah, Aquaman's yeah. better because all I remember is Namor is that isn't he always obsessed with Sue Storm and yeah. romance? Like he always wants to romance her away from Reed. I'm like, what an asshole! Get the hell out of here, Namor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's been a bad guy off and on. So he's uh, he has a bad attitude. I think <laughs> he's got bad attitude. <laughs> well, Aquaman also, uh, the versions of Aquaman also are kind of a very you know Earth land dwellers are crappy, right? And you know. Like the Justice League cartoon version, you know, he's like, I just want to yeah. live in the sea. Even this Aquaman kind of right just wants to. But he's nice though. He's saving like people. That's very good. Nice yeah. of him. Yeah, they they apparently they filmed a lot. The extra scenes they filmed, some of those were people getting saved. They made sure to add in scenes of people getting saved. So. Oh yeah, no. I know some people already complained about which is legitimate Man of Steel, where they're like destroying the cities and people <laughs> are dying. Like, Oops. But yeah, this one, yeah. like, these guys are, you know, they're true heroes. They're, it's all about saving, trying to save civilians and stuff. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully that's classic get, DC. Yeah. Hopefully we get the three-hour cut of Justice League when it comes out. Oh, no. We're right. oh yeah, do you think Do you think they, they, there was a lot they had to chop out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 supposedly back in March or April, there was a, the original cut shown to the executives was like two or three minutes shy of three hours. Oh. And this well, one was like two or three minutes shy of two hours, so... Yeah, I was surprised it was only two hours, actually, because a lot of these movies have been going longer. But, um, Well, Batman v Superman, yeah, they released an extended cut of that. That was probably, right, like over three hours or about three hours? Yeah. I'll totally watch a three-hour cut of this, man. I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to see. What, what, yeah, what, I'm interested to see what they cut out. I'm just going to wait for that. Then I'll... <laughs> no, watch this one, because this one's probably paced better. There's, obviously, there's usually reasons they cut things out, actually, you know? <laughs> Yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Listeners may also want to see Solomon Grundy versus the Hulk. That could be interesting as well. I don't. I think Hulk would win. Yeah, I don't think Grundy can really go up against Hulk, but look, he's strong. He wouldn't die. That's true. <laughs> Hulk would just get so frustrated that he can't kill him. <laughs> he just keeps coming back. Uh. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. I think that's everything, right? Oh, I guess well, you know what? Why don't we? <laughs> I just saw. It. Did you put this in marks? Rating out of Earth, how many Earths we're going to give it out of 52? Yeah, let's give it a... <laughs> okay, so that, that's actually, that's a, that's a great idea. We usually give it a four-star system, like four boxing glove arrows or four lightning bolts. So we're going to give it a rating, how many Earths, a maximum of 52 Earths? Yeah, well, we don't like Earth 53, come on. <laughs> no, 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 we definitely don't like that. Okay, folks, that's how you're going to rate it. So 52 Earths is the max rating, right? Yeah. So 26 Earths, I guess, would be mediocre then right or in the right in the middle yeah right in the middle yeah okay 
wow, this is so much harder than a four star, 10 star system. <laughs> uh, well, you're going to go first since you came up with this. I got to think about this. <laughs> oh, I got to go first. Oh, my gosh. Um, hey, you came up with a system of radio. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. I would give it. Um, so I'd probably give it like 48 Earths. It's, it's just oh, a little shy. That's really yeah. high, actually. Pretty high, yeah. But it's not. It's not. That would be like you know, like equivalent of a three point seven five or something. So, um, yeah, I think that's fair because they did. There's a lot of uh, a lot of work they did in this, and they blended it all together really seamlessly. Um, even though I have problems with some logic stuff, uh, they they did a lot of character work in it with uh, with all those arcs we're talking about, and that's it's real tempting to just do like a big story and just fight, 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 fight. And that's it. And no character development, but they did a good job developing characters. All right. In the chat race also gives it 48 out of 52. Francis, excuse me. Francis gives it 50 out of 52. Very high rating. John Paul, what do you give it? If, if Barry had not let, um, reverse flash go, that's, that's the only part that was to me, the, the drawback, if he had not let him go, or if he'd escaped on his own, it would have been a perfect 52. So I'm going to have to give it a 51. Oh, my God. Wow, 51. <laughs> just for that. Just for that Just for that one thing. That's the one point. All right. Well, my rating does seem really low. Um, so I used my handy calculator here on my phone uh, to do, like, between 70 and 75% of 52. Because uh, actually, three out of four stars is, is actually 75%. Uh, you yeah. know, we consider that a good rating usually, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go... Thirty-seven Earths out of fifty-two. That's between seventy and seventy-five percent. Um, okay. Yeah. Again, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, again, I wasn't. I, I don't know. The main storyline. I still. I wish they did something different. It didn't thrill me, but um, they did some good character stuff. And yeah, some, yeah. It was, it was seeing like Win and some other people, and like uh, Jimmy. It was seeing nice seeing some different versions of their characters that were cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, a lot, a lot more complex than last season's crossover for sure. So. Yeah. And more and more seamless. That was that was the thing. Oh, it was yeah. just so much more seamless with one title card for the whole thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it plays as a. I think somebody said if you take all the commercials and stuff out, it's two hour right? forty six minute movie or something. Yeah, it's just shy yeah. of three hour movie. That's a big accomplishment with all yeah. those writers involved. That's true. No, I mean production wise, yes, that's a huge accomplishment. I do like. I did like the intro how they worked in each logo and music score, like from each one. That was really cool. I also like that they did it over two nights and two episodes per night rather than all four. Yeah. I actually thought that was a better way to do a crossover like that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually That's watched cute. it live. Usually I don't. But this Have we seen the, what the ratings came out as? I know. I saw like Supergirl and, Le- Supergirl and Arrow were the first night. Those were at, they, they'll hit season highs, they said. I don't know what they mean. I, I, I didn't read about the other two. They said similar to last year. I bet it was slightly higher because, like you said, it was crammed into the two nights. Arrow was the highest. Legends was the lowest. But that's because it still showed up on your TV guide for DVR and everything else as Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, and Legends. I think if it had just been one title across all of it, it would have probably been equal ratings across them. But yeah. <laughs> It was still about, like they said, about like last year. Maybe because Jeff keeps bad mouth on Legends. That's what it is. It's all his fault. <laughs> yeah, right. It's only me. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it's like last year. That's Legends is, it just Legends is the lowest rating. I'm, I can't affect the ratings. That's just the way it is. Legends is the lowest rated show, <laughs> man. I know. There's reasons. This has been a good. This season. is what I'm telling you. So you think I, 
Yeah, but still, I'm telling you, people like the other shows better, and there's reasons for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Carrie gives it 48 hertz. More if we got more Wally. Hell, he and Joe missed the actual wedding. Yeah, actually, everybody missed the <laughs> wedding. <laughs> They're going to be like, what? so guys, we were married. Uh, sorry, you're going to be there. Yeah. But we, wanted, we didn't want any more Nazis to show up and ruin it. <laughs> Sci-Fi Pulse gives it 48.5. Listeners Mate gives it 42. All right, that's Sweet. pretty good scores across the board, though. Yeah. Well, definitely enjoyed it. Now we got the mid-season finales next week. I know. It's, it seems so quick now, right? We're already at mid-season finales. Yeah. Weird, though, because we're way... We're only at episode nine, which is not at all... It's not actually all mid-season. <laughs> like, we still have 14 episodes to go after this. But, yeah, it's kind but of But they always do it before the holidays. That's how they always take their break. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we'll get Black Lightning. Yeah, I'm excited. Mid-January. Yeah. January 16th, I think. All the promos are really cool during this. I'm excited for that one. I don't get this, though. I remember re- reading one of the producers of one of these shows saying, or one of the, the, the CW execs, we only want to have four superhero shows on the air at any one time. So I assume Legends was going to end and then Black Lightning. But Legends has 19 episodes or 18 episodes. 18 episodes, I think, this year. Like It, it can't not be yeah. running at the same time. I don't know get it, what's going on. It, it, it does not return as early. Black Lightning takes its spot. But it comes back a little bit later, and I have no idea because they haven't announced where the, what time slot it's going to be. But Legends ratings were up last year. It's still the lowest, but its ratings were still really good. So they, they extended it a little more. Um, I know I was looking at IMDb. Black Lightning is only doing 13 episodes because they're doing like a half season. Um, so they're, they're going straight through. They're taking no breaks. They're going January through April. So I was thinking maybe Legends will come back. But in April, there's still too many episodes for to be done by yeah, May. Yeah, they well, right now we're everybody's in sync, which yeah. is a little unusual. So some of the other shows might, you know, take some time off or something. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. They all come. They all the, these four though are all taking five weeks off and coming back mid January, uh, at least okay. from what I read. And that's when Black Lightning debuts as well. Oh, no, but Legends. Are you saying Legends might take more yeah. of a break though? Right. Yeah, because Black Lightning I think takes it. Take. I believe it's taking that's its. That's what time I thought. Slot. I thought I was going to take its time slot. Yeah. They might, they whenever, Legends, I don't know. When Legends comes back, they might move it back. They might move it back to the Tuesday night where it was for the crossover, maybe. I don't know. Or Valor. I don't think Valor was a full season, and it follows Supergirl, so maybe Legends moves over there when Valor ends. That might be. Could be. Um, well, it'd be... Oh, so, so right now we think, though, Black Lightning is going to follow The Flash, right, on Tuesdays? Yeah. That'd be a good lead-in, because Flash is actually their most rated popular show. So that'll be good. They got an electrical theme going on. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, lightning theme. And then as soon as Black, you said Black Lightning ends in April. As soon as it does, iZombie comes back. So. Ooh, awesome. Oh wait, does oh iZombie only does like they they don't start in the fall is it, or no they start in the fall and then they take a break. Is that what they do? Well, last year they started in March or April sometime. Oh, so they do like a, a late start, late season. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's another, I still gotta watch that show. I've never gotten around to that one. It's pretty good. So, no, it looks good. Every, it looks good. Every season's a completely different show. I mean, tone and everything. So it's it's fun. Great. Uh, Francis says, can't wait for the DC CW Riverdale crossover event next year. Yeah. Oh, boy. That would be I have to say, the worst ever. I've, I, I decided to watch some Riverdale. Oh, my God. Did you really? Was. Yeah. Wait, and did I, you go back I've, to the beginning? I, I said, well, I'm going to watch... 
a few it's on netflix right now so, so i'll watch a few minutes because i'm curious i don't have anything to do right you the second the pilot right you watch the pilot yeah, and I was like, well, oh, this actually got a pretty good visual, you know, opening and stuff. I'm kind of curious now. And then I told Julie about it. And so we watched one episode and she loves it. And I was kind of hooked and we've watched four episodes now. So. Oh, no, Mark, so, hey, you've gone over to the dark I side. <laughs> I still watch the DC superhero stuff first. <laughs> but it's it's a little addicting because their, their parents are all really screwed up. And there's a good murder mystery. That's what always gets me is a good murder mystery. So, lots of mysteries yeah. going on. You know who you need? You need an elongated man over there to solve that mystery. Right? Oh, I could solve it. <laughs> that was the one character I missed in the Crisis episode. Yeah, where was Ralph. he? He's too new. They He's just didn't new. bring him in. I understood why, but but if they, if they do Identity Crisis, he would have kind of a major part if they mimic any of it. Yeah, it's a very, very, different, very different Ralph Dibney Identity Crisis, but... In the version they're doing, but, yeah. but still, it would be cool. Yeah, that's the only reason I know who Elongated Man is because Identity Crisis. To be honest with you, because yeah. they they made that and character that was, really interesting. Yeah, and that's after I mean Identity Crisis. That's after twenty or thirty years of growth and maturity and all. So it's same same guy. Just needs time and needs a wife. Uh, yeah. uh, the Hall House just says hello on uh, the chat. Thank you for watching. You're at the tail end of our thing, but thank you very much. Uh, you can always go back and watch us in post. Uh, we were, again, if you didn't catch us, folks, we interviewed Christina Bricotta, who plays Lily Stein on Legends earlier. We talked a little Justice League reviews, uh, Big Crisis on Earth X. We just finished talking, and uh, we did some other fun stuff. Uh, Lish's mate says, yeah, I did want Ralph to meet Oliver. He's really, he really wants Ralph to meet Oliver. Um, <laughs> Francis says, Marks knows what's good on TV. Yeah, it's bad enough I hear this from Francis. Now I get both of you, Greg. I'm going to have to hear about Riverdale from every week now. You should watch one episode and see what you think. You know, no. I tried it. I tried it, and no, I had a, I have a friend who loved season one and said season two just fell apart completely. Oh, really? But then they got Sabrina as the spinoff coming. I think it's like straight to Netflix or something like that. Oh, I thought Sabrina was going to guest star on there. Is she actually going to have her own series. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But they, it was like this that. last this last week they just announced it or whatever. Huh. Interesting. But so this it's going to be supernatural stuff. Yeah, yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Now, obviously, not like the uh, the sitcoms. It's more more like a dramatic, right? Sabrina, I'm assuming, darker. I, I guess I don't know. Was that Melissa Joan Hart who played Sabrina? Is that who that was? In the, yeah, yeah, back yeah, in the that day. was her. It won't be like that. Yeah, I'm sure it won't be like that. Not <laughs> no, spinning out of. She won't have though. a talking cat Salem. <laughs> no. Too bad. That's cool. Maybe it will. Riverdale's pretty dark. Ish show. Maybe it's a dark cat. I mean, a dark vibing cat. Like, it's, a, you know, I don't know. Um, all right. I guess that's it. That's enough about Riverdale. Uh, how do we keep talking about this show on this show? <laughs> Francis. Uh, all right. Uh, it's CW related, at least. So I'm sure they appreciate it. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe they should start sponsoring us. Hey, CW, sponsor us. <laughs> great. Then, uh, then I will talk about Riverdale. You know, if you sponsor us, CW, I will start watching Riverdale. You'll be like, I love Riverdale now. <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> Best. Wow, what a great take on Archie. Uh, <laughs> let's make Josie and the Pussycats next. Uh, they're on the show. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. Are they, they're on there. Are they a band? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this actually just got 10 times better, this show. <laughs> what, what kind of music do they play? 
Uh, I don't know what you would consider it. I'm not really sure. They do some cover songs and some okay, other wait, stuff. So I got to ask some questions now. Are these kids in high school in the show? Yeah. And they go yeah, to, but they're but they're really popular musicians, though. They've they've uh, oh yeah. And so Josie and the Pussycats go to high school, but the, the Archie guys they all go to the same high school, right? Riverdale High. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Josie's mom is the mayor. So do they go by the name Josie and the Pussycats? Yep. Okay, that's great. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, yeah. It's such a weird concept, but there's a strong vision on the show, which is I do appreciate that. So, right. But the characters are nothing because I actually do like Archie. Like I used to read them back in the day. You know, um, they're nothing like <laughs> the characters from the comics, right? I never really read Archie, so I don't know that much. So, I would see the covers, but I never actually read Archie. Oh, it doesn't look like it. I mean, no, it looks no. like very, very it's different dark, dark versions of them. Yeah, dark version. Because Archie there's was been some. Re- there's been some reimagining Archie last decade, Yeah, you were so. telling me that. I mean, Archie traditionally always, always been very light and, you know, goofy humor and just, you know. Yeah. What I, I like, there's a murder mystery I like, and they do a good job with it. They give you a lot of clues and red herrings and stuff, which Arrow did not do whenever they had their murder mystery, for example. Uh, and I think the whole high school murder mystery kind of thing, like I liked Veronica Mars and stuff. So I do I do dig that uh, element. And then... Um, their parents are just so screwed up, like big time. Where a lot of times when you have high school drama stuff, their the parents are barely in it. The parents are actually pretty important in, in these stories. So, mm. Francis says, "Returning Jeff to the Riverdale side." Uh, don't get too yeah. excited. However, let me ask you this: Is Miss Is Principal Weatherby in it? Yes. Is he called Weatherby? I think so. Yeah. Okay. This is getting better and better, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Does Jughead wear that stupid crown? Well, no, yeah, he does not. Does he? It's a modern day version of it. Yeah, it's like one yeah. of those uh, hats he wears. Is it a beanie? It's, it's like a beanie, but it's got yeah. the the design on the on the side of it. Yeah, like a crown. Kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does he eat all the time, Jughead? Does he love eating oh, burgers? I I don't know. He does. I don't know. He's sort of like. Um, He's he does he's like real um, he's writing a book about this murder that happened and stuff and so he's he's a pretty interesting character in the book or in the TV show I mean I don't really know how he was in the comic book so oh he, no he's real he's he's like the goofball and he eats all the time and oh really he's Archie's best yeah. friend though yeah they're friends and stuff there's there's all sorts of stuff going on in it do Betty and, and I, Veronica fight over Archie mm-hmm. Okay. Sort of, yeah. All right. Yeah. One other thing I like what they're doing with it right now. Remember, I'm only like four or five episodes in. What I do like is that they do a good job. They introduce enough for you to understand what's going on, but they leave questions about people's relationships and their past and stuff, and they, they slowly reveal those as they go. Like, And I think they, they do a good job doing that. So I don't know if you know if they, season two does that or not, but I, I appreciate that in season one. So. All right. Well, interesting. There you go, folks. There's your extra Riverdale talk. But there are no superhero action fight scenes. Sorry. Well, that would be just strange. <laughs> although, although if I probably superhero. watch it though, actually. Then. Although they could, they could have one. Britt Morgan. I don't know if she's in season one. Britt Morgan is in season two. I've seen her on the promos. She's well, Livewire. Livewire. She's Super in our season two of Archie or Riverdale. Yeah. She? She's, she's, she's in some of the. She's in some of the commercials, and I've loved her since Middleman. Um, she's just mm, interesting. Oh, she's in Middleman. 
Yeah, she was um, Dub Dub's roommate, Lacey. Oh, I forgot. I loved Middleman. That was an awesome show. I don't even know what that is. Uh, you should watch. You should find it somewhere. Is it a superhero show? That. Yeah. Yes. Well, comic book show. Yeah, it's based on comic book. Uh, Javier. Um, or Dem? No, it's got my name in it. Mark Skrillich or whatever. I can't remember how you pronounce it. Uh, he was a writer on. He he did some Lost and he did. He's done a bunch of TV shows and still very active. It was one season. Um, great concept. Wish it had lasted. Not surprised it didn't because it was just too quirky and fun. Well, to last. it was it was back when ABC Family started doing stuff that was a little bit more edgy, and it just didn't. I mean, it wasn't going to work because who who goes to watch that on ABC Family? You know, it doesn't sound like something that would be on there. And uh, I think that really killed it. I liked Middleman quite a bit. You know what uh, show ABC, ABC itself did? A superhero show that I loved that only lasted one season was No Ordinary Family. Yeah. What was that about? Uh, Michael Chiklis uh, was the lead. But he it was him, his wife, and two kids. And something happened where they all got superpowers. Some accident in a plane crash, I think, or something. Um, yeah. and it was them trying to deal with that it was really well done though Like it was a, it was a cool fun you know, family superhero show I might have seen the first episode maybe I don't know a little bit of the Incredibles thrown in there since it's Disney yeah Island, no but... it was good man I was bummed that they, they uh, cancelled that alright let's see alright that's it Okay, uh, we're going to wrap it up for, for, for real this time <laughs> folks um, thank you very much for watching Thank you all for your uh, comments and questions in the chat. Uh, we love hearing everything you thought about Crisis on Earth X and all that other good stuff. Thank you to Christina Bracado for guest uh, starring. Uh, again, next week, Jess McCallan, Ava Sharp on Legends uh, will be our special guest. Uh, she's actually, I think, one of the best things about Legends, so I'm excited uh, to have her on. <laughs> I do. I really like her character, man. I think she's a good addition. Oh, I like her. She's, she's pretty good. Yeah. I've seen her in something else, too. She's really great at it. She can go toe to a Sarah, man. She's pretty good. Uh, yeah. She's cool. Almost as cool as Gary. But anyway. Who's Gary? The, the agent who always screws up. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Uh, go good old Gary. Right. <laughs> uh, Francis says about Nordinary Family, it was a live action Incredibles. I miss uh, the show. It was such a good show. Yeah, me too. And forever. Like I'm glad you mentioned that earlier. That was there's always a one show each season that I love that gets canceled and that was that season was forever. It was amazing. That was a good show. I know it, it should have lasted more than two seasons. That's actually on CW now and see you can watch the first season they got the right oh, yeah, to somehow. Yes. Yeah, well, they really need to pay us. We're really helping them out here. <laughs> like CW, CWC. No, 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 this... uh, all right. Thanks for watching folks. Uh, we will be back 8 p.m. next Sunday Eastern time uh, to talk about the mid-season finales. And uh, interview Jess McCallan. And then, uh, and then we'll be off for a little while uh, and all that good stuff. So hopefully you tune in then. Uh, folks, please, uh, you know, if you want us to keep doing these shows, please uh, help us out. One main thing you do is spread the word. Uh, and that's free. You don't have to do anything. Just tell your friends. Please, please tell one friend about our show uh, and where they can check it out. Uh, our YouTube or our website. Uh, I'll put those on the screen for you right now. Um, we really would like to get more. We love having you guys in. We would love to have even more people checking us out. Um, and all that good stuff. Supergeekedup.com is the site. Patreon, that's another way you can help us out. Patreon.com slash supergeekedup. Um, any amount, literally like a dollar, even a dollar helps. Uh, and we would really appreciate it. 
Uh, Sci-Fi Paul says, I love Forever 2. Uh, I binge watched it, uh, he says, a couple of years back. Cool. All right. That's it. Uh, John Paul, why don't you tell people where they can check your shows out? All right. So our show is The Old Titans. A couple of old guys talking about all the same geeky stuff, but from an old guy's point of view, not that, that old, hopefully. But, You're not uh, that old. Come on. Jeez. Not that old. One more year to 50, though. One more. Oh. Um, so getting there getting there you feel old when your kids turn 23 it, it happens um but you can find us on uh, twitter uh the old hashtag old titans facebook um dot com slash old titans podcast or on spreaker.com just do a search for old titans or for my other one that i do in the mornings by myself in the car that's dc comics rush hour it's just me rambling about the same stuff while i'm driving to work and taking my mind off of traffic oh that's a good idea yeah all right, and Marks? You can find me over at markspile.com. Uh, there's a podcast I co-host called Genre Entertainment, where I interview different filmmakers and writers and such. And um, also, and, and keep track of any other projects I'm working on. And you can also find me on Twitter, at Mr. Marks. All right, cool. That's it, folks. Thank you very much, as always, for watching. We hope you had a good time. We certainly did with you hanging out. Thank you, John Paul, for guest co-hosting. Always great chatting Thank with you. Thank you, Thank you for inviting me. Of course, we'll definitely love to have you back. And uh, all right, folks, uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. All right, have a good night, everybody. Bye.